Yeah, now, previously on Cog Die. After being hired as a, to a posse to save a kidnapped teenager, our heroes made their way into the Green Mountain National Forest where they discovered an evil worse than the extortion. Sorry, I can't read my line right. After hijacking a truck full of dynamite, blowing up a sniper and with said dynamite, blowing up another kidnapper with even more dynamite, they continue to search for the missing girl when they arrive at a dig site. The good Doctor Who approached in the truck along with Eddie and Pendrick staying amidst the trees. Doctor Who was promptly, uh, was promptly captured, discovered uh, three prisoners, including the uh, still alive Jane Strong. Eddie, uh, taking more dynamite, uh, <laughs> blows up the uh, entire dig site. Creating the perfect distraction, Pendrick then rushed forward, throwing Doctor Who his shotgun, and they were able to defeat the guards and escape with Jane, Miller, and Harris, the missing hunters. As, Deddy, uh, as Doctor Who, Eddie, and Pendrick made their way, uh, made good their escape, you saw a monstrous form and a crystal pulled from the dig site into the lake and disappear into the water. Our heroes! now find themselves at Miskatonic University in the office of the Dean. Dean Schnabelaba. Dean Schnabelaba has uh, brought you into his office because he is um, he has a favor to ask of you and uh, you know he, he knows Doctor Who and of course the journalist he's had uh, a little contentious relationship with but they're professionals and uh, he's asked you into his office for help. So uh, that's where we're going Mobiles? Well, okay, well, I'll talk to someone and uh, I guess some mobiles brought in there, but uh, that's not why the reason I called you in here today. The reason I called you in here today is because one of our professors is missing. Semester's starting and he has not arrived for classes. He's got a full class schedule booked and without him our, our university's really in a spot because he's department chair and we, we need him back. I need you all to go out and find him. Excellent question. I can see. I can see, Doctor Who. You're the educated leader of this bunch. <laughs> and you know, Doctor Rabanaba looks at the rest of these guys like, oh, oh boy. Oh. Well, he's over at a small town called Blackwater Creek. He was investigating a uh, early settlement in the 1800s called Cade's Rest. The uh, explorer, Cade, more like settler, came through here and was one of the first settlers to come through and uh, throw up some buildings out here. This is uh, a, you know, I don't, yes, we have a picture of him, and he kind of like fumbles in his pockets and looks around, and he produces a newspaper clipping of Dr. Rhodes. So you, you guys, you guys will recognize him when you see him. That's from Bowling? I'm sorry? That's from Bowling. Part of the trees. Like, oh, hey, isn't that that? Yeah, you're right. Alright, how much you paying? Well, this is a favor. As part of the university, we expect you to help the community on occasion. Only alright, but was he working on the cult or anything of the Well as far as I know it's a standard archaeological dig. Oh like what? Please elaborate, Doctor Who. 
You know, your tenure is almost up, so we have uh, to go over your, your professionalism a little more closely. Oh, no, no, no. I understand that you guys were in the Green Mountain National, uh, uh, National Forest a few weeks back helping out. We got paid for that, too. <laughs> That's up to the prerogative of those who are uh, in, uh, in doing business with you. What do you know about all these archaeology things? What do you know about what? The archaeology things going on. Go ahead and roll. See what, uh, see what you know. See what these guys are Probably not. 65. 65? Yeah. What's your skill? 40. 40? Uh, you don't know. Uh, you know that. Uh, That's only the first roll. Nice <laughs> hey, nice job. I like that, Dan. That's cool. All right, so you know with, uh, with that failed role of some of the newspaper stories regarding some of the archaeological digs, you are aware that uh, Blackwater Creek did have a uh, uh, dig for a few months. However, it seems like um, there was no follow-up. You know that uh, news just kind of with the initial story you saw in the newspaper, that's all you've heard about it. You know it's been about two or three months. You're not positive. It's been a few months, though. Is there any books on what he was doing? Like, is there like uh, Are you asking the director, the dean? Well, I'm sure if you go to the library, they'll be able to help you out with uh, who you are. I mean, this is archaeology. Uh, can we go to his office? Absolutely. Have a good time. And uh, the dean kind of just like ushers you out and starts reading his papers. I want my bagel, by the way. <laughs> it's on its way. I can know I heard you. And he uh, beeps his uh, intercom. Beep. Clarence, I, uh, bring some bagels and stat. And uh, uh, bring, uh, bring some cream cheese as well. Beep. Not a problem. Now, if you want to come back after you've done looking through his office, I understand because Clarence is a fool and an idiot and completely incompetent. I don't, honestly, I'm not even sure why he's working here, but. Honestly, it was nepotism. It's his grandmother. Yes. Yes, one of the other professors' family. And he just studied, did he like go to school for it or did he He's a legitimate archaeologist. He's a doctorate. That's why we hired him. Are you questioning my hiring practices? <laughs> no, we're just saying. I thought we already he got hired by family. We're having this argument. Usually family just wants down the him on, to get no, out of their hair. He's waving at you as you guys leave his office. <laughs> I'm going to the, I'm going to go to the, uh, we're the talking. Well, that was something new. <laughs> you don't have any dialogue, right? Of course you do. Yeah, I have to go to the office. I want to go to the library and see what no. I can find. Oh, God. If there's any kind of writing for any of this. All right, Pendrick's making his way to the library. What are you two doing? You're going to the office? I'm office. All right, you guys make it to the office. You walk in. You see, it's pretty standard. It's uh, small, uh, humble, but there's books all over the walls. You notice that a lot of them are, it's a very Indiana Jones feel. He's got like a skull on the desk. He's got a magnifying glass and kind of telescoping uh, instrument. You're not sure what it is. No, nothing obvious. You can roll if you want to investigate. So you're in the library? Go ahead and make a library use roll. 68, I actually passed that one. Wow, 16? No, 68 on a 70. Oh, okay. Wow, your library use is really good. I failed. You failed? I got 88. Yeah. See, I barely passed, which is why I wanted to do that versus just try to investigate. <laughs> All right, with that, I'm going to say you 
Nah, he, he, uh, he got a good role. You're actually going to know... You're going to know some of the stories uh, surrounding some of the native Indian tribes at this location. So Blackwater Creek is old, and it's noted in the library that Blackwater Creek, the first settlers of Cade's Rest, made contact with an Indian tribe known as the Sikayok tribe. Sikayok tribe. Of all the people, Of all the people of the Miskatonic Valley, the most mysterious and feared was the Sikayok tribe, known to white settlers as the children of the black earth. They have not been seen since colonial days, but stories of them still live on in folklore. While some of the stories of the Sikayok no doubt have their basis in fact, many have doubtless been embellished by the passage of time or tainted by native superstitions. The assertion that the tribe would conduct raids and take captives who they would offer as sacrifices to the great spirits is richly plausible. While human sacrifices are among the Indian people is a rarity, the evil reputation and reported depravity of the Sikayok was cause of their shunning from all neighboring tribes. These tales of murder simply form part of the tapestry. Their ferocity and bloodlust is the most likely root of the reputation of their warriors as never dying on the battlefield and being immune to all mortal weapons. Where their legend becomes pure fancy is the detail of the tribe being ruled by an undying council of elders who were never seen outside their sacred cave. These elders were spoken of as wise and terrible with great magic and gifts of healing. Similarly fantastic is the description of the tribe as brothers of snakes and to the vermin of the field. No stories or legends survive to explain the disappearance of the tribe. But the most likely explanation that remains that they were either exterminated by their neighbors or colonial settlers, or that exposure to civilizing influences led them to accept an absorption into a larger tribe of the valley. That's what you find out. You two are rummaging through his books and you're like looking for like a secret pull book that swings the, the library door open. It's all just books and it's simple. So you said there was a skull on the desk, right? There's a skull on the desk. Can I take it? <laughs> okay, so you're going to go ahead and pick up the skull and you're looking at it and you're like, okay, these pockets are too small. Uh, do you have like a bag on me? You're going to put it in your bag? Or are you just going to walk out with the skull? It's going to be just like Romeo and Juliet. You're walking around with the skull. You've picked up the skull. Just pretend you're part of the... Like, Macbeth. The, yeah, Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyways, is there anything on the... Um, his desk? It's not. Well, it used to be school. Any papers or anything I can look through? Yeah, we, his, his thought process and I kind of bought into it was that you know, Trump's government was so weak that it might just be a four year stance. I'm going to say you find uh, a drafted note lying on the desk uh, from, um, from our dear Professor Rhodes. And it reads. Dear Mr. McTarvish, Mr. McTarvish is, uh, is uh, Dean Flavinaba. Uh, I am very sorry to inform you that I have been unavoidably delayed in my plans to return to the university. While, as we have discussed in the past, the dig site has proven fruitless, this is some minor work to be carried out before I can extricate myself from this area. I do anticipate returning to Arkham by the end of August at the latest. 
Again, please accept my deepest apologies for the inconvenience that this extension may cause. In case you're extending, uh, considering sending any members of the field team back to the site, I would recommend against this in the strongest possible terms. As you've probably heard before, it saddens me to say that one of the local farmers has taken a strong dislike to our presence here, and he seems to have some rough associates. While the field team consists of Abigail and me, we probably represent sufficiently little intrusion to be objectionable. But I am sorry to say that the increase in the numbers may prove provocative. Abigail sends her loves, and we both look forward to returning to Arkham and joining you and Mary for a bridge evening as soon as I can. I'm very sorry, your friend, Henry. This was on his desk? I was on his desk, so it's clear that he tried to pen this and hand it off to... Um, to the dean at some point to excuse his absence of why he was going to be missing. But it didn't get to him? Did not get to him. Can I, uh, you know, does he have like a, a, you look around and it's pretty obvious that this professor is just your standard, no secretary, just, uh, you know, office hours kind of person. Um, it's, uh, can I go to the... There has to be like a mail right? You make your way over to the mail room. Yes. Is there any information in the library that we just look like a, someone that would be more recent on the same area? So you look around and you see... Local expert of the area, whatever. <laughs> so you look around and you're trying to see if there's any more rumors about... or Someone that will know the area that might be up to date what's going on, but not... But even more historic, no more of the history, maybe they live right there. You're going to ask the librarian if there's anyone who knows uh, more about the area? Yeah. Uh, okay, you walk up to her. She uh, kind of looks down her nose and pulls her glasses down. Uh, I guess, how can I help you? I'm looking for information. If there's any vocals that would be more there on Cade's wrestling, Cade's wrestling? No, Cade's wrestling. I'm sorry, sir. I only know Olympic wrestling. Cade's wrestling sounds terribly vulgar. I said Cade's wrestling. Oh, Cade's wrestling. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, silly me. Well, I know that uh, Professor Rhodes was uh, 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 digging. He was conducting some kind of survey of the area, but I'm not sure what you mean. More information? That's all I know, I'm afraid. You don't know the experts that would be over in that area? Professor Rhodes was the only person I know of, and she goes back to, like, stacking books. Uh, Do you leave? Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'll meet them at wherever the best meeting point would be. Hendrix <laughs> walking in front. Sorry. We're good. Eddie, what are you doing? Yes. Mess over the mail up. You're messing all the mail up. Why? We're trying to find things. Go ahead and roll for uh, messing all the mail up. <laughs> odd four. He does very well. Forty? No, like, odd four. Odd four? Yeah. I'm going to say not only do you uh, like switch every single mail perfectly to completely disastrously ruin someone's day, it's obviously going to take... Uh, nothing gets damaged. Nothing is like conspicuously out of place, but you can tell all this mail is going to go to the wrong spot and someone's day just got wrecked. <laughs> Eddie successfully ruined someone's day. A bunch of people actually. Yeah, everyone's just going to, oh no, no, I haven't, no, I haven't received that letter. I'm sorry. No, I received the envelope, but not that letter. Checks in the mail, I swear. <laughs> Alright, um, I want to talk to the person who deals with the letter. 
the mailroom clerk. Yeah, and I'm gonna show him the like word. Why did you? Who sent this letter? Like to the, uh, the to the office. Never seen it. <laughs> Damn that! Do you work here? <laughs> yes, I'm being forced to do this. What building you work in? What department? You know, stay stay right here. I'll be right back. <laughs> and he walks away. You come back here, sir. And he pulls around the corner. And you can tell he's like, uh, he, he's probably going to get security. What? Yeah. Fuck it. While he's doing that, I'm going to go check his desk for us. Okay, so you go back to uh, uh, Professor uh, Rhodes' desk? No, no. The guy, the oh, the mail clerk's desk. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, what are you looking for? Well, I'm going to see if there's any notes or written things that, uh, the reason why he didn't send it to the dean, but instead send it to the... Okay, you open up his desk and you find nothing but doodles of naked women. <laughs> it's just like really crude drawing of like big circular breasts and big I like take stupid these papers lips. Yes. And I'm going to the dean. <laughs> okay, you grab the papers and you're going to the dean. Dude isn't even a good artist. <laughs> <laughs> and he's cri criticizing the quality of the art next to you. Believe <laughs> these breasts are uneven. It's gross. Hello, dean. I went to. I found this and I gave him the letter. So you burst into the dean's office? Yes. Let's oh, make this. This is ridiculous. Just look at it. Clarence, call security. What? Anyways. What, what does it mean? What are you doing in my office? What is this uh, trash you're throwing from me? This is vulgar. No, no, no. I put the I gave him the letter. You're giving him what? The leather. The leather. Letter. Letter. Ah, oh, okay. Did you get this? What are you ruining back here so soon? Ah, oh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> Clarence, cancel security. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. And he uh, takes a moment, he reads through the letter. Oh, uh, well, um, this is just unacceptable. I, I didn't receive this, but all the same, I need you to go out there because it's been more than, uh, well, past August. We're already at the new semester. The entire three months have gone by. How old is this letter? We found it in his office. Is this in it, June? I went to the, the mail room, and when I tried to ask the clerk there, he just got upset, went to, I guess, he's get security, like he was trying to hide something. Oh, like bro. he doesn't do his job, and I went to go, well, honestly, I went through his desk to see what he, like he hides and stuff like that. And I found he's useless, uh, he's just doodling. Well, that's nothing. a terrible violation of privacy. I would ask you to be a professional for people at their work. My good man. Hey, is you do you have no decency? I'm looking for a man. And if he's alive, awesome. This is not your purview. I need you to go out to Blackwater Creek. Fine, but at least find out who delivered the mail to the professors. Get right on that, and he rolls his eyes and goes back to his work. Where's my bagel? I just leave. I just say that. Okay. So you guys are going to pile in the car and head out to uh, Blackwater Creek? I'm going to take whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do we head to town talk to the mail clerk see if there's anyone out that lives out that area? You want to head out to town and, and, and what? Uh, whoever, the mail carrier, Pony Express, whatever. The mail carrier is gone. You feel like he's being harassed. It's a toxic work environment. <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault. He doesn't know how to do his job. <laughs> he's bad at his job. That is true. No, not the one at the university. Okay. When you go into town, you got someone that just delivers mail to anybody else, wherever they're at. So you want to go to the post office? Yes. 
All right, you guys want to jump in the car and go to the post Ben's just like, hey guys, I know who gets the bottom of this guy. We can find Professor Road at the post office. That's so not exactly for me to it, destroy. That's not exactly it, but it could lead us to more information. Um, well, people living out that way. Well, he goes to the post store. Here we go. You're getting coffee at a coffee shop. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to relax and wait until he's done. Dr. Hughes is like sitting on a nice black yeah, roast, nice dark roast. Honestly, Eddie, you going with uh, Pendrick? Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, Eddie and Pendrick, you guys. Come, 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 come. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. I'm going to help you. Yes, sir. Sir, you're up here to find out if there's anybody currently residing anywhere near Cage Rest. Well, uh, I have no idea what Cage Rest is. I'm sorry. Oh, you mean... For example, the number uh, uh, I mean, I remember from my history books, Cade's Rest was an old settlement back uh, back in the early days of Boston, outside in the rural areas. Okay. Trying to see if there's anybody currently living out in that vicinity. Not necessarily at Cade's Rest, but in that vicinity. Well, the only town I know about out there is going to be uh, Blackwater Creek, the name of the town out there. That's probably where you want to head. Yeah. That's where we'll be heading. Thank you. You're welcome, and he goes back to putting uh, all the mail in the different cubby holes. Are you going to mess him up? I don't think he has time this time. I don't have the time to. <laughs> I wish I did. He's literally right there. You'd be like in front of him putting up the mail hey, man, while he's working. If you go a good roll, you can do it. You could, yeah, I mean, hey, let me help you. I swear, I'm helping, I'm helping. You could blow it off. You just mess up everyone else's life. All right, you guys are making your way out to, uh, hopping in the car, making your way out to the town. I see them. Go and get him. I get one more espresso. And like, <laughs> thank you, doll. Here's a 20. Oh, thank you, so, you're so generous. Are you too beautiful, girl? Can you get one? Oh, stop it. Yeah, stop. Nice. Yeah. And there's like a small wisp of steam going up from uh, Dr. E's coffee. <laughs> what are we transposing generations here? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, you guys are all cracking jokes uh, in the car. Man, you should have seen that waitress. This is cute. <laughs> yeah, Alright, I'm gonna say you guys go ahead and uh, hop in the car and you start making your way out to Blackwater Creek. Can we buy some dynamite before we get there? No. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> can? Really? Do you, ha you have the money for it? Eddie's suggesting we make a stop for uh, dynamite. What are, you guys, what are you guys doing? Doctor's like fine, chugging. I'm gonna get I voted either way, so we can go. <laughs> 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 we'll go to a um uh, only place I can think of that has dynamite is a big size uh, mine or something. Is there any mines in this neighborhood? They're digging, they might be doing some blood exploding. Yeah, we can tracks. Okay. Um I'm gonna go get ammo and and butt shots and uh, shotgun. Can I still my shotgun? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I want to get buckshot uh, and then this bread. Alright. Uh, I'm going to say you guys walk into a generous store for the sake of, uh, of expediency, sake of time. You guys go into the uh, go into the general store. You buy as many, uh, how many rounds of uh, shotgun shells do you want? Um, two boxes each. Two boxes each. Of the, the buckshot, the big ones, and okay. the, the little pebble ones. Alright, so you want six shells of uh, shotguns. Mm -hmm. All right. Go ahead and write that down. Um, 
Doctor Who's kind of like uh, getting the right gauge, getting the right shot. Oh, oh, oh. You think I got a pencil? Yeah, no problem. Like I said, none of those have pencils, so even the information I got are really fun to remember. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And Eddie, how much dynamite did you want to buy? Dare I ask? Ten sticks of dynamite Ten and sticks? one backpack. And one backpack. All right, so the, uh, the Isn't clerk... Isn't that tech only one use? If you get a good roll? <laughs> Alright, so you pick up your 10 sticks of dynamite in your backpack, you pick up your six bo six boxes of ammo. Is there anything at the general store you want to buy, Pendrick? I'm going to assume I'm already good to go. I'm going to get a knife, like a hunting knife. Okay, you get a bowie knife? That we already had some of this stuff for us. Some, uh, all right, sounds good. You guys go ahead and get all that, write it down. I'll go through and figure out how much it costs and let you know. I will write down the fact that we, you, had a, you said I had a pistol last session, so I will write You have that. a pistol, I remember that. Uh, I will pick up a bowie knife. Because I didn't need one, I didn't have one last week. Awesome. Yeah, no, they're handy. You can definitely want a bowie knife. Although I would be surprised if he doesn't buy all the explosives out of the store. I'm surprised you can buy explosives here. Hey, this is 1920s. They just invented dynamite and they want you to have it. Is this the age of the... Age of Aquarius. You know when the... It's illegal to drink alcohol? It is prohibition. That is correct. There is no legal places. There's no bars. There are a bunch of speakeasies, and that you can find places to drink, but it is illicit, and you could get in trouble for bootlegging. I'm sorry? I want to go in there and buy some alcohol. All right, so you're in the general store. Okay. Not the general store. We all know that they don't have it. No, they wouldn't sell you at the general store. I want to go to a dive bar. Like Speakeasy. Yeah, speak Alright. Uh, so you guys make your way from the general store up right across the street. Actually, I'm going to say in the basement of the general store is the speakeasy. So you go on down there. Alright, you're going to stay upstairs just yeah. in case. No, I, not only the just in case, but I thought about a different little question. Do they have any medicinal alcohol? At the uh, general store? Yeah. Go and roll. See if they do. Question. Yes. Thirty-five. And at this time period, do they still have cocaine in their Coca-Cola? Yeah, that's when they actually had cocaine in Coca-Cola. I think. Yeah, I think you. You buy a Coca-Cola. <laughs> that sweet, refreshing Coke. <laughs> oh my God. Give you a little buzz. <laughs> it was a roll of thirty-five. A thirty-five? Yeah. You go ahead and find alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. Thirty. It's uh, eighty percent. I'll pick up some of that. Alright, you can pick up some rubbing alcohol just in case. Write it down. Hello, sir. I'm looking for some brandy, some vodka, and some. You know, it's old fashioned, I know, but some mead. You guys, okay, just assume you stock up on everything that you want this general store, okay? Okay. You buy alcohol, you buy rubbing alcohol, you buy dynamite. You good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> now, they gave me an idea, so. Okay. <laughs> So these guys are small. I swear, I, I, I'm not doing this at all. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Cocaine in it. 
Alright, you guys all pile in the car. And you start making your way out to Blackwater Creek. I need to have better bookmarks, that's what I'm going to try and improve next one. Blackwater Creek lies on a rural road a little east of Dunwich. The least inhospitable route from Arkham or Boston involves more than day's travel through back roads and dirt tracks of the Miskatonic Valley. The quality of the roads makes it driving difficult at times, slowing the journey down significantly. So this was back in the day where there's no paved roads. You're talking about horse tracks, and there's a lot of potholes, so you got to go slow. Exactly. So you guys are driving along, and you're just trying to take this back roads, and you're like looking at the map, and you're like, damn it, no, we should have made a left at that barn. Not a right, man. And you go back, make a left. Who is driving? That's a great question. Are you driving? Yes. I'm drinking. He's driving. Doctor who's drinking like a good doctor. He's got that steady hand. <laughs> Do you want to drink some? Oh, do you want to drink some? <laughs> no, I've got to cook a cooler. Oh, that's right. Cool. I know, I feel like I heard that if you drink the coke first and then the liquor, then you're fine. If you drink the liquor for the coke, then you get like all the food. It's like the whole beer concept. Okay. That's how you stay hydrated. I think that's a fact. He's a doctor. you got to listen to him. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's talking about. He's a bit of a doctor, I am a journalist. I'm just keeping, I'm gonna keep my eyes on what's going on around just in case anything weird is happening while we're driving. Not that it's guaranteed to have anything weird, but you never know. <laughs> I'm gonna say just as you say that, oh man, nothing weird on here. You see a car coming directly down, it's a one track road, and you see a car coming head on for you. And then you see that right after he does. <laughs> I take a nice look at my drink and say, ah, turn. <laughs> Get out of their way. What are you doing, Eddie? Fine, turn. You turn off to the side of the road? Okay, so you turn off. <laughs> you both, as you approach, you both slow down. You turn off the road to let him go by, and he kind of turns off the road. Before he goes, it's like, do you want a drink, sir? <laughs> Waving a bottle out here, a bottle of whiskey. Hey, you want a drink, man? I know that's how it worked back in the day. Hey, you want a drink? No, I want a drink. Actually, I remember reading a book like back in that time, and they're just swapping alcohol all the time. I think he got stuck more than back then, though, too. Anyway, Cities of the Plains, Cormac McCarthy, check it out. Um, so, out of the car gets an older man in his early 50s with a ruddy face and bushy white beard. And he's kind of waving you guys down. He steps out of the car, you know, as you guys are stopping to let him around and he starts walking over to your car this old gentleman you gonna cut the, uh, turn the car off sure so did you want to drink after us takes it oh dear no sir oh my that's uh, quite a bit spicier than I remember up there. Yeah, this is the good stuff. I only drink the good stuff. Yeah, clearly, oh man, civilization and taste, my good. My good man, that's quite tasty. Ah, oh, well, uh, thanks for pulling over, I appreciate it. Uh, 
I don't recognize any of your faces. You're not from around here, are you? No, we came to uh, find a, uh, a, a archaeologist that came around this area. You came here to find what? Archaeologists? Archaeologists? Ah, well, you're going to want to go talk to the Harveys. Uh, uh, P Professor Rhodes, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, yes, dear Professor Rhodes, he was here about a few months back. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't seen him lately, though. I, I hope he's all right. I gotta stop eating one of them. Well, that's a common problem, you know. I, uh, man gets hungry, I understand. He kind of looks over to you at uh, kind of kind of squinting like mm, manners. <laughs> Doctors, they think they can step all over the rules. Doctors, damn it! You deserve to. Who saved lives? In this area, you're cutting more people's limbs off than you're saving. <laughs> yeah, that's no kidding. It's more gangrene. Although, actually, they just invented um, antibiotics and vaccines. So yeah, but once you ever in hospitals, <laughs> where they're gonna have anything close to? We have what I want them to have. <laughs> the doctor. He's a field medic. <laughs> doctor. Yes. You want some Coca-Cola? Uh oh. I think I found Eddie's new favorite new favorite thing besides dynamite. I already have some coke in my bag. No, I you need to take this coke as well. Oh, because you're drinking too much? Just wait. No. Just uh, wait. Give it to the guy. Maybe you'll enjoy it. Maybe you'll enjoy something sweet. Oh. Do you want some Coca-Cola? Yeah, oh, I'll take a Coca-Cola, please. Yeah. Takes a Coke from you and he looks at you and he's like, Oh, I don't want to let you smell how. Why did you want to play Gaston? Oh, oh well, thanks for stopping. I just wanted to check on with you and see if you, you need any help. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for Professor Rhodes, I suggest you head on down to the Harvey. There's uh, an older farmer couple on the edge of town. and. They'll be able to help you out. I believe that Dr. Rhodes was staying with them uh, when he was here himself. And he'll probably be able to give you more information. Um, me, myself, I'm a, a veterinarian here, and I've been uh, trying to help out the people more here while I've, while I've been uh, in town. But there's a strange pestilence going around. I'm not sure. I've never seen anything like it. The, uh, well... Livestock in general has been agitated, and they're getting, uh, there's been a number of attacks on farmers, but previously docile cows and pigs. The problem has now reached a stage where some of the farmers are killing and burning their livestock to prevent the pestilence from spreading. You know, I've never seen anything like it. There's black pustules all over the things, all over the animals, uh, all parts of their bodies, and like they're being eaten alive by some kind of mold. No, I've never seen anything like it, and I'm not sure how to help these people. I, I can't seem to turn around the disease. No, no treatment is just, works. Is it just the animals, or is it happening to the animals? I'm a veterinarian, and I only want to speak to the animals, but if I'm being honest with you, I, I do fear if uh, contamination might have spread to us, spread to us humans. Well, I hope it doesn't get to that point. Uh, it's not like it's the COVID-19 virus. <laughs> Take care of yourself. And here, have another drink. Oh, thank you. And uh, you know, if uh, 
Another individual you might want to talk about, too, is uh, the old Widow Hawkins. Uh, she, a uh, good God-fearing woman, she also knew Professor Rhodes quite well and might be able to tell you where his whereabouts are. Nope. Really? Okay. What? What? I said, is she a liquor? Ah, well... Uh, and he kind of blushes at that. Uh, uh, maybe in my younger days, I uh, <laughs> would have taken a swing at it. Doctor, what's wrong with you? I'm old, <laughs> sir. I love the uh, women. <laughs> I deserve. I have gone through college. I worked my ass off for this degree. You do realize how long it takes to get a diploma? I mean, a, a master's. Shall we get back on the road now, please? No, not yet. <laughs> You, you really don't, know. don't need this. You don't need, you don't need your dynamite. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> All right, we're going to go. Pendrick kind of just uh, is like, hey, guys, you guys get back in the car. You're out of control. You're all kind of just pile in. Someone else drive. I'm too drunk for this. You're drunk? How did you do that? Eddie's hands are just shaking right now. You should be like more focused, actually, because of the... Okay, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to stay between the lines. Stay between the lines. I got this. Your, your eyesight should be like really good because you're like taking on everything that's unusual and then but you're like each eye is going different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how cocaine works. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm the doctor here. You are the doctor. You can make medicine work like that. Oh, yeah. You guys keep heading down the road, and again, you're having to take it slow. The road is just really uh, bumpy. You're, you're noticing a lot of ruts and gouges in the road. Go ahead and roll um, to determine how uh 57 who's driving you're driving Doctor, oh, yeah, who's yeah, driving yeah, yeah, yeah. who's driving still. you're driving yes. so you rolled a 57 no 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 all right sorry you, you rolled so will you roll eddie 57 <laughs> what, what? <laughs> no way yeah, really. oh wow yes really <laughs> dice gods <laughs> what is um what's an appropriate check this is probably going to be like a dexterity check or uh there's, there's, there should be a skill for like a vehicle handling yeah but it's a 20 percent Probably for all of us. So isn't it a natural 50? It's. It has a 20% by it, but the dex is a higher. <laughs> Which is <this> 80. <laughs> so with your dex, you go ahead and succeed. So you see some serious gouges coming in the road, but you're able to kind of just lazily go around and you're making good time. See, this is why you should drink more cocaine. <laughs> exactly. Everyone should at least have a little bit of cocaine all the time. I've been saying that for years. Uh, you all notice uh, <laughs> a redneck, a redneck, man in overalls, no shirt, no shoes, and he's coming up the bank. As the road you're driving down, there's a bank down on the left-hand side to like a stream, and he's coming up the bank, and he's kind of like waving his arms. I'm doing my shot, my butt shots, so it spreads, and it doesn't kill him, but... Okay, you're gonna go ahead and load some bird shot in your shotgun. Uh, and if you get in my way, I'm gonna hit him over. And also get a couple. Eddie's of not stopping. You're not gonna stop? <laughs> no. Wow. What's this guy look like? I mean, redneck, redneck. No, you you can at, see from a distance. He barely has any teeth. Does he look like he might be infected or something? Type look like. You, uh, you want me to expect him? I'm probably the only one. From the car, going about uh, 15, 20 miles an hour. Go ahead and roll to see. This is gonna be a hard check. Perception or uh, no way. Intel no, no, okay, so no, you're first, I had a ninety four, so I highly doubt it. Not a extreme failure, but definitely not. He he looks like he could be in the Olympics. He looks great. 
uh, picture of health. Donald Trump-looking guy. <laughs> no. Set the clock. No. Oh. Better to look like Donald Trump than Joe Biden. We might need some information on what... So he's like flagging you down, but he's not sure if you're going to stop. So he's not going in front of your car, but he's like, stop, stop, wait. Just Fine, stop. <laughs> I get out of the car with my shotgun and a drink of brandy. And I hand him the brandy. He's like, what's up? He takes the brandy and greedily chugs the whole thing. <laughs> and then hucks the bottle as far as he can throw it. Oh, I give him a glass. Oh, a glass, he the glass. I don't know. Very gentlemanly. I like how you're handing out glasses of whiskey to all these people. Glasses of liquor, this is great. All right, so, uh, yeah, he, he uh, walks over to you guys. Howdy, welcome. Uh, how can I help you all, folks? You want to buy some fish? Let me have a look at the fish first. Right here, right here. I just caught it right, not 15 seconds ago. Really? It's just as fresh as uh, fresh can be, fresh as a daisy. Did you stop us to give us fish? I did. Would you? Can? Would you buy it? Maybe. Let me have a look. There you I want to examine because I heard about the sure. animal, so I'm just gonna have a look at it. You look it over. It looks fine. It's fine. Yeah, it looks good. It's fresh and it's. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's gonna go crazy. No. Um, it's not a psycho fish. I'll give him a dollar. Let me give him a dollar. A dollar? His eyes go. Thank you, sir. Well, I'm glad you guys pulled over. I'm looking for a, a professor. I mean, a, a archaeologist. That's how I showed my paper. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, sure. I, I might have seen him if you got some uh, more uh, bourbon for me. Good man. Take another glass, because I have a set of glasses. Pour in one. This time, if you throw it, you don't get any more brandy. All right, all right, fine enough. And he takes it from me, and he uh, kind of smirks, and again, drinks it down greedily. At this point, his nose and cheeks are getting red. Punch him. Good man. Uh, okay, uh, you want to punch him? Yes. Why do you? Okay, okay. Give me the stuff and no good reason. Well, uh... You got fish for getting him drunk? Uh, boy, let me tell you, I, I know Dr. Rhodes personally. I tell you, he's one of my best friends, and uh, I'd be happy to tell you where you can find him immediately. Go and roll for damage. Roll a d4. Pyramid die. Two. Woo! Knock his ass on the ground? He's you a know, You hit him right in the nose, and it immediately goes bloody. There's blood pouring out of his he's nose. Drunk. He cannot... He cannot, um... Yeah, he's really drunk. He he can barely talk. He's like spraying blood out of his mouth. Oh my god, what the hell? What the actual hell? I sucked this guy in the face. Uh, are you gonna try and hurt him or are you trying to restrain him? No, You're actually hurting him. I'm actually hurting him. Alright, go ahead, uh, both you of you roll. Both of you roll for attack. Are you dodging or are you striking back? Dodge. Alright, so you go ahead and roll and you go ahead and roll percentile I roll, dice. I rolled twenty. You rolled a twenty. Ooh, that's gonna be hard to beat. Oh, re-roll it. Thirty no. Forty one after he re-rolled. Forty one? What's your dex? 80. Go ahead and roll the um, roll the single digit percentile dice. We're going to take that 30 from before. Yeah, that one. Okay, so you got 30 flat, which is an extra uh, a hard success for you. What did you get? Uh, 20. Which is a hard is a hard success or a regular success for you? Uh, I got 20 zero. 
Are we talking about, uh, it's an attack roll, so you're going to be using, um... Do I have an attack? I'm a doctor, not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> but that's a reason to pick up a, a brawl score. I don't think he has one of the 25% base on the... Yeah, you got a brawl score, right? What do you, what's your brawl score? Bubba boy. That's supposed to be written in? No. Oh, there it is. Your brawl score is uh, 45. Right there. Uh, so you rolled a regular success. So since he rolled a hard success against your regular success and he was dodging, he is going to actually take no damage. So he kind of skips back with a little smirk on his face. And I'm going to go like, I did not have him do that. No. I socked him. No, no, I get it, man. Uh, I'm not sure why that happened, but Jesus Christ, you want to keep him off me. I'm sorry. I'm what the sorry. hell? I thought we were friends, man. We are friends. All right. I, mean, I, just, I, give him, I give him my, uh, my full bottle of vodka. <laughs> All right, consider water under the bridge, Randy. He takes the bottle of vodka from you. Um. <laughs> All right, well, just uh, keep him away from me. I'll tell you about Harvey, but just don't let that <laughs> murder by me. Let me have a look at y'all face on He kind of like puts his nose up and he's like, is it all right? And it's messed up. It is like all the way crooked. Can I uh, roll for medication? Uh, um, Go ahead and roll for medicine check. See if you can patch him up. Uh, six. Wow. So you take the time. You kind of crack. Oh, oh. Ooh, that stinks. And you shove his nose back into place, and you kind of splint it, not like with uh, wood, but you're kind of using plaster and your equipment, and you do a really well, and you do a great job. This guy uh, actually has a chance at healing correctly and not having a giant, like, 1920s alcohol nose, which you're noticing that his nose is bright, bright red, like Rudolph. Nice. <laughs> like, this guy might be an alcoholic. Um, hey, man, we're all alcoholics in this world. As you say that, he's going to start looking at that vodka bottle and just like start. Before you drink No, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, before? Tell me about that. Oh, that's right. So, you uh, want Professor Rhodes, you got to go talk to Harvey's. They were probably the ones funding this. So the Harveys are just the nicest farmer folk in town. They usually put up guests when they come through here. When Dr. Rhodes from the university was coming through, he went and stayed at their house. So if you want to know where they've been, you probably okay. best talk to him. Right. I shake his hand like, enjoy that, that bottle. And you can tell he's already halfway to being passed out, like on the side of the road here. <laughs> Try not to die. No, I've been, uh, yeah, well, thank you, Brandon. Appreciate the concern for my health, and he's just turning back to his, like, tree. And Make sure you catch me a bunch of fish. You get eight, uh, you can come through here again. Uh, I got more ready for you. you. Thank you. Come on back. Come on back now, here. Happens to. Happens to. Right. Yeah. He's looking at only punched him. <laughs> you hate this redneck, huh? <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> he made a stop for no good reason. Who gave the fish? Who that does not matter. We made friends. That's the most important thing you can gain. And a drinking buddy. If he doesn't kill himself from the doctor's Now he'll um he'll kinda of look at the whiskey and kind of this like dark cloud goes over his eyes. He's like, Hey uh, you get this from the Carl Moody brothers? No. Oh my god. Man, I had some whiskey from those folks and I swear to God I heard a woman singing in my head for four days. It's weird, man. I'll never have that stuff again. I don't know what they're putting in. It must be poison of some kind. 
Um, how long have they been Carmody Brothers? Well, hell, I reckon uh, their pappy was from here, born and raised, and they came up here too, but to be honest, ever since they went to Boston and came back, they've been wild, those boys, never the same. Uh, are they, they're making liquor now? Or they always, have they always been making liquor? Well, to be honest with you, I know their pappy was just growing corn, but it seems like the boys after their time in the underbelly of the city have decided bootlegging might be more profitable for them, if you catch my meaning. Yes. You didn't hear that from me, though. It's all good. No worries. Those are, that's from the city. Definitely. Let's get out of here. Are you, you all heading into town? Uh, yes. Do you have any recommendations? I uh, recommend you watch out for the sheriff. They've been acting weird lately. I can't put my finger on it, but you know the the focus of the church has changed. And yeah, yeah, the sheriff, uh, sheriff uh, Sprouston. Yes, let's just go. Uh, no way, come back. Come back. Oh, I got more to tell you. There's a reason I want to go because we already know the answer. All right. Have a good day, sir. Sorry. Yeah, you too. Uh, well, I'm, I'm good sorry for my friends. Very He's already half passed out. He's like slurring. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give him a Falls down, the slides down the hill. For him, everything is going to be different he's because stumbling. of the prohibition. And in fact, he's drinking against the churches and everybody's wants. <laughs> so, of course, he's all rules are different. <laughs> he's breaking the law. I'm not breaking the law. I am not as bad as he is. And he puts up, ah, you were someone else drive, damn it. <laughs> I'm taking the wheel. Doctor is the wheel. Very nice. Doctor grabs the wheel and then a nice stiff drink. You guys buy one? All right. I'm gonna ride on the running board. I'm sorry. I'm gonna ride on the running board. All right, you're riding on the side of the, the car. Go ahead and make a dexterity check. See if you fall off. I four. I'm not falling off. So like Spider-Man, this guy is <laughs> latched onto the side of this car. Hand him the shotgun just in case. Nice. So you guys like like something out of uh, <laughs> something out of the war in Afghanistan. You're riding shotgun. Uh, more like the explosives. Untouchables. Nice. All right, all right. And it's much safer to be out there than inside the car with him drinking and driving. Wow. I don't know. Let's go At least you have a metal like protecting you when you guys super fast. But no I'm not slowing down. But no seatbelts. It's safer to be on the outside. As long as it's not going to be T-boning me, I can get out of the way. <laughs> All right, if, I make, if I make a hard turn, you might get run over. So you're trying to make a turn just to screw with him a little, and it's not moving him at all. He is just <laughs> pasted on the side of his car, alert with a shotgun. What if it was in dynamite? Kind <laughs> of a stick of dynamite. <laughs> no, then he's gonna sit up fall off. <laughs> and then what's gonna happen to my gun? What if I'm with dynamite? He's like, hey, this dynamite's fun. Alright. Uh, so you guys are gonna make your way to the last part of the town? Yeah, yeah. Alright. Calling Blackwater Creek a town is a bit of an overstatement. It has some basic amenities, namely a general store and a church, but barring a few shacks, most of the population comes from the farms surrounding the local area. The church gives the locals some of a sense of community, although many of the folks keep to themselves these days. What passes for the town square is little more than a patch of mud surrounded by rustic wooden buildings. Feral dogs and half-dressed children run around making noise and mischief. 
there is a slight smell of rotting fruit in the air with no obvious source. The sky is growing dark and a drizzle is falling in a chill air. There is a, you look around, there is a convenience store. It says Baxter's Gentle Goods. You're making your way over to Baxter's? Alright, you see Dr. Who kind of like park the car and start making his way in the general store. He goes follow. Shotgun back in the, yeah. No, give him my shotgun back. I am. Oh, I thought you were put the shotgun back in the car. Sorry, sorry. Right. Right. I put it back, back in the car, someone else will take it. That's fair. All three, you make your way in. Cling, 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 cling. Here in the general store. That's one of them ways that they have anything stronger than dynamite. No, no, they don't. Nothing is stronger than dynamite. Dynamite's oh. strongest. Unless you, you go to a military base and you have, you have the nuclear bomb. From well, these two are arguing about that. I'm like, I'm not arguing. I'm argument. just telling you that's the honest truth. Like, there's nothing stronger than I just want to know how to get to the Harveys and let you guys continue that conversation. I'm going to go actually look for more glasses of... Uh, so Pendrick's in the general store with you guys. Man, we got to make our way out to the Harveys. What are we we're wasting time out here? <laughs> the general store. The shop itself, as the only shop in the area, is well stocked with the necessities ranging from grain to cloth to guns and ammunition. There are several barrels of local corn on display. Uh, and you notice that from the corn, the same like uh, the same kind of like smell, the same rotting smell, kind of permeates, and it seems to be coming from the corn. It's hard to tell; it's very faint. But you notice. Hey, miss, or is it guy? Uh, you look behind the counter and there's that old ass man back there. Sir, I think your corn is going bad. What? What? Your corn is going bad. No, sir, the corn's gone schmad? Yes, bad. What's schmad? Take a smile. Oh, that sounds good, young one. Can you hear me or anything or something? What? You can't hear me? What? I'm going to do a medicine roll to see if I can fix his hearing. I, I got a four. You got a four? I got a four. You look in his ear and there's a giant brown and black earwax ball in there. And you kind of like look in your bag, take out a pair of tweezers, get another mirror in there. And, and you're like looking in England and pop it on out. Ugh. Oh, gee, oh, Jesus, young one. That has been bothering me for years now. Huh? Hey, now, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, of course I can hear you. Oh, you think I'm an invalid? I don't know, man. You were just like saying things. Alright. <laughs> I think your corn has gone bad. It smells rotten. Oh, ah, well, no. Uh, that's your opinion. I get it from the uh, same place I've been sourcing it for years, the Carmody Brothers. Oh. I also get these whiskey from the Carmody Brothers if you'd like to buy. Sure, sure. I'll take them. How much is it? Well, uh, let's see, I, uh, I'll call it about five cent, uh, five copper pieces for uh, each one of these jars. And he hands out, uh, like, a mason jar full of, like, this clear whiskey, like this clear kind of moonshine vodka whiskey. Uh, take out, take out my, uh, my, one of my, one of my three bottles of brown. I'll trade you. All right, um, I'll say, uh, uh, can I give you two, uh, two of these jars for one of these uh, bottles of uh, brandy? And you make the trade? Alright, uh, fair enough. How much dynamite do you store? Uh, well, uh, you're not the first person to be asking me about dynamite personally. 
suppose uh, uh, the university folk uh, were the last persons to be asking me about that. Uh, for you, I've got to make sure I keep my supply in. Uh, I'll give you uh, 20 sticks of dynamite. I take it all. You take all of it? Yes. How much money do you have? You probably... Okay. Nine. I've got none, but I've got 10 I'm going to say, you can, you, can buy all, you can buy all the 20 sticks, but it's going to be a money problem for you later. You good? I'm going to be dead broke later. <laughs> oh my, I, I see how this guy's going to be playing characters. <laughs> you buy... I gave me money, by the way. Yeah, and he uh, kind of slides 20 sticks Maybe of dynamite over. What's the overall, what's the, like, the overall atmosphere? It's not the guy, but the town atmosphere. What's the overall atmosphere feel like? Heavy. It's weird. What do you need Like what we were just, what do you need like our last mission? You can't quite put your finger on it or why it's weird, but you know it's weird. Yeah, I'm just saying, I figure it'd be different regardless, but it's, it's heavy like that kind of heavy. It's strange, you can almost feel like a beating. It's just on the edge of perception. You can't. You can't. Smack him. What are you He's looking off into space. And you give him a little smack. Yeah. What are you doing? You're telling us to not do the and You're like watching the sky. What's wrong with you? Ah, you guys are really wild, one another. Here, I give him a ball of the special grounding. So he's handing you some of the Carmody whiskey. Okay. I'm gonna put it away. Okay, you just put it right uh, right in your bag? Yeah. Alright. He's got the Carmody whiskey in his bag. Well, uh, you guys just uh, browsing? Uh, you're down for the day? Uh, happy to help uh, you, huh? We're looking for a uh, I was, Now that I forgot the name with all this other stuff going on, the, the, fat, the couple or whatever that put everybody up. Oh, uh, sure. You're asking about the Harveys. Yeah, uh, the Harveys, yes. Well, I probably got a spare room for you while you're in town. Uh, they might be able to set you up for you. Yeah, uh, sure. Oh, yeah. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go out to the end of town, keep making the same way down the road, and when you go to the first left, the Red Barn, that's going to be the Harvey's property. You go ahead and go down that road, and when you read the main house, go ahead and knock on that door. That'll be the Harvey's. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. How many employees are in this one? How many poisons? <laughs> no, spirits? Employees. In Well, you know, this is just my humble shop boy. Uh, just me and him. You know what? Go to Harvey's and we're gonna meet with the, the woman, or the redneck something like that. Okay. Well, what's your oh, name? Oh, no, not the uh, redneck. Um, the, it was, it was the, uh, guy. The, the old, old man, man. The veterinarian. Yeah. Oh, sure. You're talking about, uh, old man Hector, oh, no, Hector Winnie was the redneck. Uh, you're talking about, uh, John Merritt, the veterinarian, yeah, so he comes into town on occasion or any uh, sort of animal. Seems to be the norm these days, something going around. Yes, I heard. Kind of pandemic, some pestilence. How are you feeling? I really wish I had a notepad right now. I'm doing all right. Oh, kind of spits. Do I see anything on him or like You look him over, for an old man, he looks real spry. Like, he looks like he might be uh, in his 80s. But he's like getting up, he's like hustling over, getting your sticks of dynamite, one, two, three, twenty, and then hand them on over. He looks really, really good for an 80-year-old. You could only hope to look as good as this 80-year-old does when you're 80. Hey, doctor. Right, right, right. Yes. What do you drink? No, this. Oh, yeah. Doctor. Sure. Yeah. Did you get everything you need out of the shopkeeper? Huh? Take a page, yeah. Did you get everything you need out of the shopkeeper? Yeah, yeah. Don't kill the shopkeeper. Oh. No, you have those 
You really gonna kill the shopkeeper? Yes. Oh. You know what? You guys stay here. Do whatever you're gonna do. No, 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 I'm no. going out to the harvest. He's, he's going with him. Cause he's. Hold, hold on. Don't don't tell him what he's doing. No. You. What is Pendrick doing? I'm going to the Harvey's. Hendrick's leaving. I don't care if I leave them behind or not. I'm oh going. Oh my. Okay, I'm so you're going to pile behind. into the car. I'm leaving them behind. You're turning on the car? Yep. Okay. You can do whatever you want. I say don't kill the guy because I don't know what, what will happen. <laughs> so Pendrick goes ahead, jumps in the car, starts the engine, and he's kind of waiting outside. What are you doing? Eddie's stroking his goatee malevolently. I'm just walking away too. Doctor Who jumps back in the but car. I, I run. I, no, I run because I don't want him following me. Uh, before you go, uh, I'm going one way. He's going another. I think. <laughs> but since you're still in the start, the old man goes to you, turns to you, and he's like, uh, "Before you go, uh, you know, be careful out there. Something strange going on, and uh, maybe the sheriff isn't someone uh, who you can trust." Okay. Okay, then I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> Have a good day, bye. Give me some valuable to know. We're gone. We're gone when he gets out of the bar. Give me some valuable to know so he lives. Hey, baby, go play with some kids. For your future reference. Earlier than me. What's this? Might not be great. Mixing the whiskey with the rubbing alcohol. Okay. Oh, That's for future reference. Okay. That, are you trying to make a Molotov? No. I see. Okay. You do that. Um. So you make it back out to the car. These two are in the car waiting oh, with the car on. Oh, you left Eddie. We left him. He went one way. We, I was yeah. you, Which way did you go? So you left with the car. Yeah. Eddie comes out and he's like looking around for everyone. What the hell? Where'd you go? I went to go meet the lady. Yeah, he went so, to the lady that went the further so, distance. You look around and you see a number of shacks uh, in the town. You also see a church looking building. The general store, and then there's a slightly larger shack than the rest next to the church. So there's a total of six buildings. There are three shacks that you're not sure what they are. The general store, the church, and then uh, the shack next to the church, which you're assuming, assuming is probably the sheriff's shack. The sheriff's shack is what you're assuming that is. That was hard. Uh, the second choice? Alright, so you're walking through the town and you see these like kids in the town and they're kind of frolicking and uh, they're playing with a glass jar with water as you're making your way through. Eddie, you see Doctor Who making his way down the main like street and you're wondering where the hell did the car go? Pendrick, where are you driving? To the Harveys. So you're making your way directly to the Harveys? Yep. Alright, we'll come back to that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure whether it's eventful or not, it's going to be a lot longer time to do that than these guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> these guys over here. All right, so you two. What are you doing when you see him walking around? Walking, walking around. to the doctor. All right, so uh, Eddie's going to join you. You guys are going to walk by the kids, and you're making your way to... Uh, to the well, I guess the kids now. They want water. I want to take this out. Alright. Well, hey, Lester, how you doing? Hey, what are you up to? You see um, two kids, probably around the age of 10. One is a, a male, one's female. And they're taking, they're kind of digging up the ground, and they're taking worms out of the ground and putting it into the jar of water. And as you watch, 
the water, there's little flecks in the water. And the white flecks, when the worm gets dropped into the water, swirl and coalesce and all clump on to the worm. The worm kind of like struggles for a few minutes and then all the white flecks kind of dissipate and there's no more worm. And these kids are looking at this like raptured and they keep digging, get another worm, put it in the jar, all the white flecks again. I lean down. You give it a sniff and you smell the same sweetness that kind of permeates the town. This slight rot? It's like overripe fruit. It's weird. Take out the alcohol I bought. Like, does it smell the same way? Go back, smell one, smell the other. Well, 37. 37? What's your spot hidden? Or actually, I'd accept like a, kind of like a medicine roll too. Uh, medicine roll would be 16. Nice. Okay, so you notice that this is a very similar smell and they're probably the same contaminant. Uh, I said, like, hey, kid, can I get one of those uh, worms? Sure, master, here you go. I put it into the jar of alcohol. You go ahead and put the worm into alcohol, nothing happens. It kind of like um, bubbles for a moment, but it kind of just like dries out. It doesn't disappear. Eddie. Can I try a magic trick? All right, Eddie wants to try a magic trick. Oh, God. So you want like uh, one of those like slide the hand, fly right out of nowhere? Okay, you go up to the kid and you do that, and Rose appears in your hand. And he's like, "Wow, how'd you do that, Mister? You a wizard?" <laughs> Give him a stick of dynamite. <laughs> what? Oh my God! My goodness! This kid's eyes go real wide, do and I he see hands this? the stuff. Do he, I see this? <laughs> And he takes the dynamite, I and his sister's like, gun. you're not allowed to do that. Mom says you're not allowed to have dynamite after what happened last time. I run over and swipe You're right the there. Oh, okay, no. you take the dynamite from the kid. <laughs> the dynamite. I look at Hey, that's mine. Here, have this instead. What are you handing him? <laughs> what are you handing him? The liquor instead. <laughs> and you see, like, extreme disappointment switch over to... Happiness and joy, and he's like, all right, and he's just like starts waddling away with uh, his newfound prize. Good job, Doctor. No. Good job, Doctor. I take the dime, I put it in my bucket. Good job, Doctor. Back, back. At least that can help him. The little girls looking at you guys like, hey, you know, you know, sometimes it's hard to get along, but you guys, you, I really think you guys are, you know, good friends, and you shouldn't fight. I'll try to give him a high five. I give her a dollar. Uh, yes, sir. And she kind of giggles and like runs off. <laughs> you want to give a kid a dynamite what is and it blow them up. What does it even mean? Because I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree with this. You gave the kid liquor. Well, liquor can save lives. You gave a kid oh. liquor. You want him to be an alcoholic when he's 20? Saying he makes it to 20? You don't think he's not going to be? People are not going to enjoy drinking at their age? I know he's going to make it to 20, knowing me. Alright, just go. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Go and uh, make a, a spot hidden check. As you say, I don't think they're going to make 16. it to 20. 
One All right. I'm gonna say you know this on the kids. Not super drastic, but there are these black pustules on their face. And you notice with a natural one, it's all over them. It's on their arms, it's inside their mouths, it's it's not just on one location on their body. It's it's systemic. Like you can tell this these black pustules are deeply uh it's a big problem. It's a deep problem in these kids. See? See? This is why I get little liquor. Oh my god. Oh, shit. Yeah, these kids are not looking good. Yeah, see? See? I think it's a bad idea for me to be so nice to the kids. Why? You're getting against kids. <laughs> you want to blow them up. Yes. Uh, and you want them to you want their germs spread? Mm. Everywhere? They're going to blow up and they're going to get on us and then we're going to have new infections? Simple, let's go to Hazmat Street. <laughs> Hey, I have an idea. Go to the sheriff, and I'll be right back. I walk away to find the, the beauty. You walk away trying to find what? Beauty. Beauty? The beauty? The woman, the... the uh, Lady ha Widow Hawkins is the one you're looking for. So you uh, kind of defer to... Um, you realize that of these shacks on the outside, Widow Hawkins would be one of the shacks. So you'd have to find which shack belongs to her. You probably realize another shack belongs to the sheriff, and then, um... Yeah, those are the only shacks. Alright, I'm going to the one that's not the sheriff. So he thinks. Go ahead and roll. Ty's gonna be, uh, sheriff. Uh, 43. That's low. So, on your first try, you walk over, and you are looking through the shack, and you notice the shack's empty. Not sure like who this belongs to. You knock and the door opens as you knock. Eddie's there with you. Go away. I wanted to flirt. I mean, I mean, investigate. Without distraction. Okay, I'll go to the sheriff's shack. So you, you guys split up. All three party members have split up at this point. I just wanted to double check. Yes. Okay. That was my goal this whole time. Alright, you guys aren't vulnerable at all. I won't take advantage of this. Um, well, he has dynamite. Right? All fairness, he has dynamite. No, no, you're right. He's not vulnerable with dynamite at all. <laughs> Nothing could happen to him with uh, dynamite on this person. He's, a bit, he's like immortal. <laughs> this is what that is. No, no, he has some really good luck with dynamite. Where is he? He's the luckiest dynamite player we got. Okay. Let's go ahead and do, uh, since Dr. Who's already at Hector Winnie's uh, shack. There are a couple of shacks in the border of Town Square. One is derelict. That's the one that you've entered. You walk in and you notice that this looks like an older lady's like a shack. It's not super nice or fancy, but it's clean and tidy. You know, someone who puts a lot of effort into maintaining a nice space, you know, would make for themselves. Uh, you look around and you notice um, this has been deserted for a while, at least about a month and that whoever was living here, while they uh, prided themselves in keeping a nice place, because of the state of disrepair, it's obvious that no one's been here in at least a few weeks. You see under the bed, a 20-gauge shotgun. Awesome! I'm taking this too. Alright, you got a 12 and a 20-gauge shotgun. Write that down. A Bible and a number of religious pamphlets can be found in the main room as well. 
And as you're looking around, go ahead and make a spot hidden check, and we'll come back to you. Eddie? 20 gauge shotgun, correct. I'm missing a safe distance away from the sheriff's shack. Okay. So I thought a light lit stick was out of my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the best detective journalist of all time. Dynamite. Dynamite. Everyone. This is arson. This is terrorism. This is... You're walking a fine line, sir. Does anybody see him do this? This is. Uh, can you do a sneak roll? I'm gonna a say. I'm gonna say because of his dexterity and his approach, he's able to sneak up on this building and get within dynamite throwing range. That makes sense to me. All right. Go ahead and roll for a dex throw to throw that dynamite. 10, 14. 14. 14. If you go through the window, here's loud screaming. We're dying. Yeah, okay, so you huck this dynamite in, and as you are throwing it, you see a person sitting on the porch look at you, look at you, throw the dynamite into his house, and then start running away. What do you do? Went <laughs> back to the doctor. I locked the door. I'm, I'm sorry, I locked the door. This is his mistake. <laughs> I locked the door will stop me. <laughs> I hold it down. So you're running back over to the abandoned shack that you saw Doctor Who made him for. Uh, go ahead and roll your dexterity check, see how fast you get there. 83, that's one of his slowest rolls. Thank God. <laughs> that's a fail. That's, that's a punishment he deserves. My goodness. I'm sorry. So I'm going to say, with that low roll, you are running, and you look back, and the person who is also running away from the shack, you meet eye contact, and he sees where you're headed, and then... The shack erupts behind you in a mushroom cloud, and you both are knocked flat. <laughs> I look, I, I'm out there looking, and I, I, I close the door with my rocket. I'm like, I, this is his doing. This is his doing. I'm sorry. Hey, that's a good way to get through an adventure. Just uh, start uh, setting your uh, party members out to the wolves. I'm sorry. Coming back to Pendrick. All right, Pendrick, so you're driving up, and you pull up in front of this house. And it's a pretty modest two story house. Nothing special out here in the countryside. And as you pull up, you see a older man and a uh, older lady sitting on the porch. And as as they see you approach, they kind of wave and motion you from the porch. I head over there. Find the most appropriate place to park, of course. <laughs> All right, so you kind of cut the engine. <laughs> Walk on up. Well, how a stranger. What brings you to these bars? And then you hear the uh, explosion. <laughs> in the soft background. Uh, actually, looking for. Of course, it's ahead and I'm gonna write it down before the professor's name that was out here. Oh yeah. Well, you're talking about Professor Rhodes. Yeah, sure, man. He's a. He's a back through here about. I'd say about two or three months ago now. I had time for the flies. You haven't seen him since then? No. No. Uh, and I you know that actually makes me worry. Uh, I know him and uh, the Carmody brothers were a bit at odds. I think there was a little bit of tension, and something might have happened to them if they haven't been found back where they're from. It's not good news. And he kind of grimaces at this and looks over his wife and grabs her hand, kind of gives her gives her hand a squeeze. Can you help him give us, give me, give me directions to where he spent most of his time, so we can check out, so I can check out there. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's not a bad idea. There's two spots you're gonna want to go to. There's the, uh, there's Dig Site where they spent most of their time. You know the, uh, 
They were talking about the dig site uh, for the old Cade's Rest, trying to uncover the mystery of why the settlement disappeared. But, you know, they asked me, it ain't much of a mystery. People move on. Anywho, the second location they were spending a lot of time at would be the... Uh, 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 yeah. They also had a camp halfway between the cave, which they uh, moved the secondary expedition to, and the dig site. They set up a camp so they could excavate both sites from one location. So, from the camp, they were able to go to the cave, which is where the old Sikayo tribe was. And they were also able to maintain and continue excavation on the dig site. If you want to find out what happened to them, it's probably the best best to start looking at those places. Thank you very much. And what time of day is it right now? Uh, right about now, I'd say it's getting into later evening. It's almost uh, getting dark. Yeah, you mind now, if I you catch did? up for the night? <laughs> uh, you're more than welcome, stranger. You alone? Yeah, I think my compatriots are probably going to be stuck in town. <laughs> oh, understood. Well, you know, if you want to get them and bring them back, they're more than welcome. We got space. And as you hear that, you hear a slight explosion in the back, and the birds kind of. Oh man, what was that? You think that was your friends? No. Man, maybe they need help. Maybe you should go back for them. I'll go back for them, but I'm not so sure your house, your home, is going to be safe. No. That's why. Kind of gives you a sideways glance, like, what do you mean my house ain't safe? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're welcome back here, stranger, if you need a spot. And he kind of okay, okay. tips his hat. All right. I will head back to the yeah. car. Gotcha. All right. And also, did anything look abnormal about them? He didn't see anything weird. However, um, go ahead and roll to see what you notice. Spot hidden check. Not that I have that in Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. 66. 66? Unless it falls under and tell should have a, a spot hidden. Uh, a, down here. Nothing. Nothing? So uh, I think that's pretty. Uh, yeah, so. You don't see anything odd. You notice that uh, the, the ladies uh, wincing a little bit and. Uh, You'll notice that uh, Hector, um, excuse me, not Hector, uh, Harvey has this squint, and you think initially that he's mad or angry at you, but you can tell he's probably just an old man, he's squinting, has bad eyes. Well, yeah, you got, you got back in the car. Where are you headed? We'll head back and go get them. Ooh, you guys are lucky. <laughs> wow, Pendrick loves you. Oh, man, okay. So, Pendrick, I did nothing wrong. <laughs> I did nothing wrong. So, cut to back to the back to uh, Blackwater Creek. Mushroom cloud explosions. You guys in slow motion landing on the ground. Doctor Who slamming the door. Locking. Locking the door. Sitting down and having my a cup of bread. I'm gonna say, uh, go ahead and make a dex check. Eddie. Oh, also I got a I got a 19. 26 for Eddie. Yeah, we were on base the I got a 19 from. I rolled a 100. Oh wow. You uh, you rolled a 29. 19. A 19 for your. Um, just had to roll a check. No, you rolled a 10. Your, a spot hidden. You check rolled a 10. So that's the double digit number. That's a hundred. I thought I rolled. You rolled a one zero. 
Okay, so that is going to be a, a 100. No, that's a 10. That's just a flat out 10. No. No, no, it's, a, it's a 100. If it's two zeros and a one, it's a 100. No, the 100 would... Oh, wait, never mind, you're right. My brain is going to go fried right now. Okay. So the zero zero would be the 100. Yeah. <laughs> so three zeros is a 100. i got to figure out what a, a 100 is and what a one is and keep that on somewhere easy to reference. Well, no, that's, no, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a hundred because it zero zeros is a zero to nine. <laughs> so yeah, a hundred. Okay. My brain had to catch up for me too. I'll double check. I read, I reread that in the in the core rulebook, but I was like, wait, what does that mean? I'll have to read it again. Yeah. You notice with your 19 spot head and check, dried blood leading from the bed out the front door. A trail of blood. Absolutely. Well, it's outside. It's not inside. No, it's inside. It's I know, from I mean, the bed of the of inside the shack, going to the door and then out the door. I know. I whatever it, it took. It took something from here. Something. It's outside. Yes. Not inside. You're right. It's outside now. It got taken out of this uh, shack. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just gonna relax because there's nothing better outside right now. <laughs> Scratch marks in the wooden beams as well. Mm. Mm. I'm just gonna enjoy my drink of brandy. Eddie. This is you. Your fight With your extremely high dex check, pop back up like you're, you know, just like uh, in the NFL. Pop back up, grab the football, and you keep sprinting to the door. Bang, 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 bang. Hey, man, let me in. You look behind you, and what you assume is the sheriff. He's still on the ground, face down. Don't finish your work. <laughs> no, I'm gonna just make sure you definitely try and jump through the window. Okay. I'm opening the door. Dex now. check. <laughs> this guy's abusing his dex check. <laughs> 74. 74? He's gonna knock himself out apparently on the door. Except for he passes his deck. But he passes his dex check, but he does it. <laughs> but barely. With his 80 dex. Amazing. With his 80 dex. <laughs> I'm gonna say you go ahead and get through the window, but you bang like your shoulders and your head, and you're kind of like really just like crawling through instead of like jumping through. I get up. I look at him. I open the door. I close the door. I lock it from the other side. And I close it and I walk away. No, I walked towards the guy. He's on the floor and like, Sir, are you okay? <laughs> and I do a medicine check, honestly. Go ahead. Life. Go ahead. And I get a... Oh, get a 69. Nice. Uh, 69 medicine check, I'm going to say... I got 60. It's not much of a fail. So you fail. I fail. I'm going to say you kind of like... You're, you're like kind of moving on and you're like, Hey, man, get up. And he's, he's passed out cold. When he fell, he hit his head, and he, you can tell like he's bleeding a little bit. You don't think he's gonna die? He's breathing, his heart rate steady, but he's cold as a fish. I'm gonna leave him. Is he, is he knocked out? By the way. Are you knocked out? Did you roll? Uh, I don't think you are. Uh, did he ever do a spot hidden check? Yeah, he did. He just succeeded. He saw scratch marks and a trail of blood leading out of the uh, shack. Did the sheriff have anything on him? You're going to search his unconscious corpse. Uh, no, no, I'm going to round him. Is there anything around him? Uh, yeah, actually, you look over and you see a shotgun uh, that he dropped. I'm going to pick it up, take it. So you have three shotguns now. <laughs> yes, but I don't want him to die. Bro. Let's say this is a 16-gauge shotgun. So you have a 20, a 12, and a 16-gauge. <laughs> so I, I, 
I don't want to get sh him to get shot right off the bat. Sure. He's gonna get shot off right yeah. off the bat. Hey, he's throwing dynamite right off the bat. It's only fair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right, Eddie, what are you doing? Just stay here, bro. Trying to survive. Yeah. He stays in his room. Wait for a ride. Just gonna hang out in the shack. Just trying to survive. All right. Read the Bible. There's one in there. Alright, I'm going to say at this point, Pendrick <laughs> kind of motors up and sees, he, he parks in the middle of town, sees the sheriff face down on the ground, sees doesn't see uh, anything of Eddie, and then also sees Doctor Who kind of kneeling over this uh, prone form, administering first aid. Really, you two? Really? I didn't even do this. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. All I want to do is go flirt with a pretty lady. You're... You even seen what's the shit Well, I'm gonna be honest. I think the pretty lady got pulled away by a monster, and I don't know, maybe Eden. Maybe there's blood over there. You should go check it out. And you should go check out on the idiot that threw a grenade, um, dynamite. He kind of hit his head through a window. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pick up the sheriff and take him to the. The place. There. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, in the church. Well, uh, he's kind of coming to. Yeah, in, in the church, I got my, my medicine. Okay, so I'm going to take him to the church. I'm going to take him to the church. Alright. And I'm going to give him a shotgun. Oh, my. I'm giving him the 20 gauge shotgun. Okay. You got a 20 gauge shotgun. If you need to use it on someone who likes dynamite. <laughs> Come on, guys, see team. I'm gonna go see what he was talking about and get this one to the car. You're gonna get him in the car? He's to the car, I don't know about in the car. <laughs> All right, so Pendrick kind of mo uh, motions to you to come out. You, uh, you can make your way over to the car with Pendrick. All right, so you guys are kind of manning the car. Doctor Who. I wanted to see what was in there, so I was gonna go get him so I could see what he, the doctor was talking about as far as the mess. <laughs> sure, all right. So you guys go ahead and take the uh, the kind of stumbling uh, sheriff and you plop him down in the church and in one of the pews and he kind of lies back. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to lay him down on to the pew. Like, just lay down. Okay. Sir, don't move. Oh, thank you. Don't Where, move. Oh, go get the what the hell happened? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. It just... Do, do you have a gas leak? Gas leak? What? What's gas? <laughs> You haven't been around this city, have you? No, my old... Oh, uh... It's like it happens when, like, the ground, like, starts to smell sweet and rotten, in a sense, and then it builds, it's like a gas will, like, build up under a house or in the house. Boy, and who's got the head injury? Me or you? I don't well, know what you're talking about. Well, when you go outside, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, no, no. Mm. And he's kind of just like... He's trying to find his equilibrium. You can tell he's really got his bell rung. He, na he nailed his head. Yeah, so I'm going to put it down. Like, just lay down and go to the church and get your medicine. He's going to over at Pendrick. Oh, it's over there, son. That's my medicine in the corner. Uh, uh, chest uh, in the far corner. Right. We'll go get that. You open it up. There's a bunch of whiskey, whiskey jars in there. Oh, thank God. Does it smell like the thing, or is it actually good whiskey? Go and give me a spot hidden check. Spot hidden check from him. You grab the whiskey. Forty-four. What's your spot hidden? Is that? Tell me if it's a success or a hard success. What kind of success it is? Failure. Oh, spot hidden. Oh, 
it is for you it was blank it was 50. Oh, it's, it's 45. it's 45. Yeah. so you succeed yes okay so you see uh it is the same jar as uh the general store so it's probably carmoody whiskey same carmoody whiskey as before mm. put it back don't worry about it. We got this. No, no, give me, the, give me that. Well, don't, well, don't, I, give me the whiskey. And I open my whiskey. Oh, all right. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, you know, whiskey, whiskey. He right. takes your whiskey. This is the good stuff, my friend. You oh, deserve howdy. the good stuff. Man, that's smoky. What is there? That's uh, some of that uh, Irish whiskey. God damn, that's man. That's some stuff. buffalo trace. Hell yeah. All right, well. I'm sorry a little bit more because I feel sorry for him, honestly. Man. What the hell y'all doing, man? What the hell happened? Like I said, a gas build up and gas. I've never heard of gas before. It's weird. Yes, it's a, it's it's something new. People, scientists are trying to harness to for fuel and like to cook food. All right, city slicker. What are y'all doing here in my town? I take out the paper. And I'm like, I'm looking for this guy. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Doctor Rose, he was back here about uh, in June. Yeah, I remember this gentleman. What? Uh, he didn't come back, did he? No, he, he's been gone for quite a while. Goodness, he, that's he, unfortunate. He said he was the last place he was been was here, so we came here to have a look for him and call him back. The, the, the college really needs him back, and his wife. Well, uh, I think his wife is with him, Abigail. No. Well, to be honest, the last time we saw him was about three months ago, and about the same time the Carmoody brothers started looking into uh, looking into Dr. Rhodes himself and was questioning his motives for being here. Might have thought that they were lawmen and Carmoody doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've noticed that. What do you think that means? I don't know, but um, I say stay away from it for the time being because it doesn't seem safe. All right, I'll take your advice. I'm you can have my last bottle of brandy. Well, you know, a big grin goes across his face and takes the last bottle of brandy. Well, uh, appreciate that, and you know, I'll, I'll stay off this whiskey until we're sure it's uh, it's pure. Right. You know. You know, those boys out there, I'm not sure uh, what they changed, but it does seem to have a bit of an effect lately. Alright, uh, have you been hearing, like, women singing as well? If I have been hearing what? A woman singing, or... No, I don't know nothing about that. Where'd you hear that from? Um, a redneck, Captain Boonies. Hector? Yeah, Hector. Might have to follow up with him about that. See, um, last I saw him, I gave him a whole bottle of uh, vodka. Well, I'm sure he appreciated that. He was a guy that drinks more than a fish. Yes, yes. Brought, he got us a, he sold me a fish. It's it amazing. Drinks like a fish, sold you a fish. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Uh, well, if you want to go drinking with him, if there's still some left, I uh, understood. Now, uh, yeah, if you all want to find the professor, I suggest you look for his campsite. I, a bit up the road, you want to stay with the harvest, you'll be able to investigate from there and then. Camp's a little bit up the road. Oh, you, you didn't think my accent's funny, boy? No, nah, that's what it's called. He's in the car, he can't hear you. Yeah, that's right. Mysterious laughing voice. <laughs> this somebody laughing voice, I can tell you what. <laughs> You're drinking too much. Do you want me to take away the beer? I mean, the liquor. All right, thank, sure. thank you for your time, sir. We need to get going. Have a good day. Hey, y'all take care now and, uh, you know, 
Now be careful. You need anything else, and uh, if those car moody boys give you any trouble, you let me know. We're a little bit of low uh, manpower out here, but we do what we can. Okay. Have a great day. Try to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be alright. Make all right. sure to take he, that medicine. Yeah, he holds up your brand. Yeah, he holds up your liquor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, head into the car. I'm taking. I, I take my need and I put it into the glass. Like, uh, hey, doctor. No. Do you still have that fish? No, it's not yours. It's mine. I bought it. I'll trade you all uh, the dynamite right. for that one fish. <laughs> Man, that's a good bargain. <laughs> I'm just driving and I'm just focusing where we're going. Okay. Dynamite for fish. And I will update them okay, whenever they get done the with fish. this bartering thing. I gave him the fish for all his dynamite. Go ahead and write that down. You have 30. St uh, you have 29 sticks of dynamite. You have one fish. <laughs> the best weapon I need. Hey, you know, Tell I'm me a release. That. Dynamite versus fish. We all know who wins that battle. Tell me a release. All right. So yeah, you guys. Get all done deep. <laughs> you guys finish your barter, and then you, you look over, and Pendrick's uh, he's uh, driving you all back to the Harvey farm. I wanted that fish too. <laughs> and I'll update you all about the campsite and whatnot that I the information I got from the Harveys versus what the sheriff was saying. Because the sheriff only gave a little bit. <laughs> Strange. Strange. So I wanted that, to do something else, but. I wasn't there for the initial part, so really had no basis for... No worry, we it. did a lot of things already. No, there was information I wanted that, because I wasn't with you guys to see some of it, I had no basis for my character even asking to know. <laughs> all, well, I'm going to tell you what I know in the car. Everything that's happened, I'm telling him. Okay. So he's... Yeah. So you're all on the same page? Yeah. yeah, and everything you know, hopefully you told me, right? Yeah. Okay, so there, now you're up to date on this. Right. So you guys know. Based off of them telling me now, can I compare appearances between the sheriff and the kids? And Go ahead and roll um, maybe like a spot hidden check makes the most sense to me. Because we're in the car already on. Like some kind of intelligence check. Yeah, that's what check. I'm doing. Oh, memory? Yeah. yeah, trying to connect the light and connect the dots here. The explosion here. Uh, probably not with anything I could roll. It's an 83, so right now I'm a blank. Yeah, I actually so rolled a 27. It's in the back of your mind. You're like thinking and then making connections. I rolled like a 27. <laughs> you would know, but it's not coming to your mind. The question. Yeah, I wasn't really yeah you're not thinking about it. I thought about it for saying I'm distracted. This kid's throwing dynamite over here. I'm having to put to do some first aid for How the local sheriff. Yeah. How much did the dynamite hit me? None. None. You just fell on your ass. You got knocked prone. You rolled high enough. You didn't take any damage. No, Sheriff wasn't lucky. That well, actually, he was lucky because he didn't shoot you. He didn't know it was you. He His misfortune was your luck. Yes. <laughs> so you guys make your way back out of the Harvey farm. And I have an extra gun. So here you go. You get the Sheriff's 16 gauge shot. Wow, you took the Sheriff's gun? Whoa. You never give it back. You never asked for it. No, he didn't know. wasn't even aware it was missing. Wait, do I have a 16 gauge now? Yes. 16 gauge is like the uh, American uh, shotgun. That's what was used a long, long time. I gave him five shots of shotgun shells and five shots of the buckshot. Right, uh, five bird and five buckshot shells. Alright man, <laughs> try to kill anything that tries to eat us. 
That's it. That's all I want you to kill. Things are trying to eat us. I have a fish now. That's infinitely better. I got a feeling that's not what they're trying to do with this. I can smack someone in the face with the fish. I kind of would love to see that. He just knocks out right away. Oh no! He smacks him so hard with the fish, his head just flies right off. And he leaves a nice little. Don't challenge his rolls, you're probably rolling out one on you. Okay, I said Harvey Farm lies to the east of the Carmoody property and is accessed by a dirt road that also functions as a border with the Carmoody fields. This is a modest wheat field that borders on the cornfields of the Carmoody farm and a pasture that is used to graze cattle. The Harveys are also raising pigs and a few chickens. Malcolm and Edith Harvey are an elderly couple who have run the farm for the past 40 years. Their adult son, Theodore, also lives and works on the farm, as do three full-time laborers. While the Harvey, Harvey farm is not actually a rooming house, they do put up the occasional visitors from Blackwater Creek. Not that the town sees many visitors. They only have one spare bedroom. However, additional visitors are welcome to sleep in the hay bales in the barn. I go to the Harvey's. Can I have a room for the night? Uh, I'm introducing them first. And said, Who the hell are you, boy? Let me introduce everybody first, since I've already been here. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, hey, Pendrick, welcome back. Good, uh, glad to see you here. So these are the friends that I was kind of thought better of. Oh, I'm also sure I thought better of leaving them, but... <laughs> yeah, you know, that's why I think of most of my friends as well. <laughs> kind of grins at that. Hey, let me introduce uh, my wife. This is my wife, Edith. My name's Malcolm Harvey. We're the Harveys here, and that's about... Uh, it's a small, humble farm, but... There are about six of us here. Thank you. Pleasure to meet y'all. Hey, I appreciate that he takes it. Gives it a hearty sip. Now, uh, we got two beds upstairs, and whoever wants those is welcome to stay in the house. And sorry, the third one of you, you're going to have to sleep out in the barn on the hay. Right, I'm going to take them inside. They can go outside. I give, I give, her, I give her a five. Oh, well, she winks at you. Oh, dear, that's so kind. He's like, oh, if you'll excuse me, I have some work to do, and he uh, starts moving over to the barn. I just took this barn right off the bat. Didn't even talk about it. So, you guys are welcomed. You have a place to stay. I'm going to do a recheck. With the physical appearances, now that I learned more. Spot hidden check, go ahead and roll. That's everything's 13. Good. Go ahead and roll with uh, Lido's there. Go ahead and roll with advantage. Wow, three. So with advantage, you take the better of the two rolls. So since zero, zero is lower than 10, that was uh, impressive. So I'll say with that, you notice um, Edith, the wife, just kind of chewing and sucking at her teeth and there's an occasional grimace and then you notice uh, Harvey Malcolm he's kind of doing the squint thing but then he's taking his glasses off and just leaving them off so it looks like you know he's kind of squinting but then he doesn't have to squint you're not sure but you notice that it's odd for someone to like who needs glasses to like use them and then not use them and it's going back and forth yeah. Mm-hmm. In the downtown, we're gonna sketch the kids. Is there anything in the room I'm at? I rented. So you go ahead and make your way upstairs. You see 
it is a simple room. There's two cots and a ceramic wash uh, bowl on the di on the table. That's it. I sit down. Wait, there's two cots? Two. It's a small room, two cots. So I can, I can have another person. Yeah, two people upstairs. Yeah. I'll uh, push them together and lay it down. <laughs> okay, so you push the two cots together and you lie down sideways. Yeah. What are you two doing? So I'm still mulling information over in my head, so whatever he's doing, I'm mulling them information. <laughs> I'm gonna sketch the more deep things that we saw. I'm sorry? I'm gonna sketch the more deep things that we saw earlier. Uh, you're going to search the. No, he's sketch. gonna sketch. He's gonna draw. Don't you be like a fist? Uh, yeah, there you go. Now what? I'm gonna sketch the kids that we saw earlier. Okay, so you're gonna go ahead and start sketching. Go ahead and uh, make a roll for like a cartographer. There should be like a. Kind of like a, uh, a drawing skill. Uh, Art skill? <laughs> nice. 61. Oh my god, it's cartoon characters. Yeah, so you draw the kids and they they look like, uh, you know, like long, goofy hair, like a, like I'd say a crude manga is what they look like. Has mm. the drinking been abnormal? What we've seen is the drinking, would you say the drinking's been abnormal? Uh, alcohol? Yeah. Uh, for the... <laughs> For the people you've met so far, for the alcoholic Hector and the uh, sheriff, yes, it's been an abnormal amount of drinking. You can tell that they're heavy drinkers. However, you look at Malcolm, and you know he doesn't look like much of a drinker. He looks healthy, you know, kind of just like a strong farmhand. I go downstairs and ask the ladies, "When would the uh, dinner be ready?" Oh, I'll be all right. Well, I think we'll have dinner on the table soon now. Thank you. She's kind of sucking at her teeth again. I pour a little glass of uh, uh, mead for her as well. Like oh, honey. The guy from the city. It's way Oh, I hear your city folk have some fancy things out there. And she slides it over and starts taking a little nip. I'm going to go help out Malcolm. Presuming he needs help. Is there anybody <laughs> okay. outside? Other than... Uh, so you look outside and you see like a few farmhands wandering around doing like farm shit. They're, you know, sharpening tools or putting stuff away, carrying stuff from point A to point B. Farm shit. You go out and you join, he uh, you join Malcolm in the yard and he is dousing a corpse in some kind of fluid. I think it's probably kerosene from the smell. Kind of stings your nose. It's a cow. And it's dead, and it's on the ground. And as you approach, you can notice these black pustules on the cow. And he's uh, about to light this thing on fire. Right. Would I know that's me? Bad idea or a good idea? Lighting an animal on fire? This particular one being infected. Ah, you have to uh, go and roll. Medicine check, Doctor Who. <laughs> Not likely for me at all. I have to roll extremely high, but. Nah, no way. No way? 92 out of whatever, so no way. <laughs> You're like, hey, this is how you make a steak. How could it go wrong? <laughs> and he's kind of grimacing. He looks up, gives you a nod, and then goes back to his work. Look, 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 look. He's just making sure that the entire thing's coated and it's going to burn. Diseased? Yeah, yeah. Not sure where those pestilence came from, but I'd say, you know, about... Mm, 
maybe three months ago. All the animals that come down with it, it was slow at first. Uh, I'm not sure how the progression went, but ever since then, black pustules and aggression. Yeah, this one had to put her down. She wouldn't. She wouldn't let me try and help her. She just tried to charge me and gore me every time. I tried to help her, so I had to get put her down and. Hopefully the rest of the, it won't spread to the rest of the herd. I've isolated it, got it before it spread. I don't know. This is a uh, you said three months shame. ago. Yeah, you know, it's hard. To, it's hard to pinpoint because he always gradual, but yeah, I'd say between two and three months ago. Yeah. So somewhere between the issues with the Carmody brothers and uh, Professor. They'll kind of squint at you. Uh, it looks like a glare, but he's squinting. And then he, he uh, kind of draws the line. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess that is about right. Uh, it was about that time I hadn't made that connection before. Uh, I suppose it was about the time of Carmody Brothers. Dr. Rhodes had the argument. Strange. I'll look for more in the morning when we hit the campsite. We'll see what we can find. Gives you a nod, and then he strikes a match. Throws it on the... Cow. I don't want to be there with the strongest smell. So. You start walking away. <laughs> See, this is why I'm happy I took the dynamite, because I feel like he would toss the dynamite. You're going to blow up the cow. <laughs> hey, I can help you burn that cow. I'm going to try and enjoy, that enjoy the kids one more time. Okay. Um, so I should let you know that when you draw the kids, it's going to be... Um, the same role as last time. We're going to continue using that role. Uh, so nothing's changed in uh, you trying to draw. Just more time has gone by. It's still going to be under that same role. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can try and explain like what happened to the kids. Write down. Yeah, just drawing it. It's not going to. Try writing down. Yeah. You're a journalist after all. True. Okay, I'll follow what he said and try and write it down instead. Okay. Give it a journalism check. Is that a check? 22. Oh. 22. All right, so I'm going to say you expertly document all the symptoms that you saw on the kids, the postules, the different, th the, the lethargy, the different uh, physiological signs that you saw. All goes down, and you're going to be able to hand this to someone, and if anyone has similar symptoms, they'll be able to know. All right. You know, core teams and big uh, make money. I forgot one little question. Yes. And, and that was before I leave talking to Malcolm. If you could give me an idea how far it is to where the Carmody brothers actually stay. Oh, sure. That's a farm right over there. Any points, any, uh, any, you see a field right across the street, as it were, the road that separates the Carmody farm okay. from the Harvey farm. That is the yeah. border. That's uh, the where the home is in that same direction. Well, sure. I got a pretty reasonable property, but if you keep walking, uh, I'd say 15 minutes down the road, now you'll get there. All right. Thank you, because I have to check there as well. <laughs> we'll do that one later. But <laughs> sure. Thank you. Oh, no problem, young guy. No, it'd be a shame if uh, Dr. Rhodes run afoul of those brothers. They're so vicious after they came back from Boston. Wild-eyed they were. But I'll tell you, I, I thought I wish the best for those boys. But ever since their father passed, it's been rough for them. I think that's the way you lift it up. 
I kind of lost my dice inside the table. <laughs> Crap, we'll get it later. <laughs> what do you need? Uh, the other perception side. Double or single? Good job. I didn't do that on purpose. I was just rolling. Good job. I should get like a double. I should get uh, a, uh, a bonus dice too. Good job. Alright. Alright, with that, they're gonna kinda gather you all. The dinner bell's gonna ring. Bing, bing, bing. bing. They're gonna bring you all in for dinner. Edith, uh, Edith. Um, yeah, Edith and Malcolm are gonna set the spread and then kinda wait and look all around at you expectantly and kind of hold their hands out for prayer. Take a sip of my... Uh, Dr. Uh, takes, a, takes a nip and then holds hands. So respectful. Such respectful guests. You guys, I, I warm my heart to know that there's such polite people still in this world. Eddie? What do you do? Oh, So, Eddie grimaces and then takes the hands. Edith looks around and he's like... Thank you, God, for the grub. Let's get down and get these goodies. And drops the hands in the y'all day and clink, 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 clink. Of course, sound made for everybody. Hey, hey, this guy, I tell you, you know how to be a guest. All right, so you guys sit down. You're kind of in small talk conversation and chit-chatting. And they're dropping little hints in there. And you're noticing this food tastes really good. You've never tasted food this good before. It's like an orgasm in your mouth. It's so tasty. Everybody roll. A con check. And then... I can, I'm in fine with orgasm. 43 with a con of 60. Pass. Uh, oh. uh, no, we actually failed. 69. 99. No, it's 96. 96? 99? Can I go do a... No, you can't push this roll. So there is something in this game where if you don't like your roll, you can do something called pushing the roll, which is essentially just re-roll it, but the stakes are fucking really high. Yes. So you're saying, okay, I don't like this roll. I want to re-roll it. Let's push the roll. You roll again, and you do bad. You die. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's going to be bad. You can do it. I encourage you to do it. I want to do it, though. You can't do it on this. This isn't that kind of check. You can't push this roll. So, you two feel amazing. It's like the first time you've had sex combined with ice cream and waffles. It's really, really He doesn't special. know half of that, so we'll leave that alone. He doesn't, know how, he doesn't know ice cream and waffles? No, he knows that half. Who doesn't know ice cream and waffles? It's amazing. You just feel, you feel high. You're like floating. It's incredible. Is it better than drinking? Yeah. It's a, oh. Yeah. Like, can I have uh, some for, for okay. I've never done heroin, but I assume this is what heroin feels like. Oh, he has. I have. So then he knows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, happy sex. Oh, boy. And with that, we're going to take a break. All right. Recording again. Oh. Doctor Who returns with them from the TARDIS. <laughs> You're lucky I turned your mic off for that shit. <laughs> oh, you realize it? Yeah. <laughs> like the moment I did it, this channel stopped. <laughs> Alright, uh, oh, here we go. Okay, so you guys are all sitting down at dinner. You're eating the best meal you ever had. In your, well, these two are having the best meal that they've ever had in their life. For you, it's like... 
Mashed potatoes, right? Mashed potatoes. Does he like? Does he notice that we're talking? Um, like you know, acting funny and so forth. No, uh, we're not acting funny. We're just enjoying the food. You're almost slack jawed with your pleasure, but you're not acting funny. I'm gonna take another sip of my 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 meat. And, like, do you have? Any, is there any dessert? Oh, yeah, you, uh, Hector Winning kind of gets up. Oh, sure, we got some peach ice cream for you, honey. Ooh, Thank you. She sets down a big old bowl in front of you. Mm-hmm. Clink, clink. I pour my, my, my uh, meat on top of it. As she's putting it down in front of you, she kind of grimaces and then kind of like pushes on her teeth a little bit. You, you okay, miss? Oh, well, I'm fine, honey. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. No, I'm good. Well, I'm a doctor. If you need me to check anything, just, just let me know. I'll do it for free because you eat this, this dinner is amazing. This dinner is amazing. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. You're too sweet, honey. And, uh, well, you know, I wasn't... You probably think I'm crazy, but, um... My, my teeth are coming back. Oh, may I look? Sure, she opens her mouth, and you do notice poking up through her gums are... Some perfectly fine wisdom teeth. They seem to be regrowing. When did they um, come out? Oh, honey, uh, I was probably in my early uh, early fifties, late forties, when these came out. At least decade. Oh no, you look like you're twenties. You were. Oh, honey. Oh my. And she scoops a big ass another uh, peach uh, ice cream scoop into your bowl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I swear, you get you sit uh, up, get a bad rap. You're so nice. Thank you. Hey, uh, take eat some more of my food. I sit down. Like so far, it looks good. In your mouth. Can I take to a mess and check on her? Go ahead. Pendrick, you notice. Uh, Twenty-nine. No, forty-six. Forty-six. Am I? That's eating? still success. Yeah. You notice that uh, Hector is like still squinting. He's doing the squints. You notice with that medicine check, she looks like she's a uh, full, yeah, uh, full health. Probably someone in their late thirties would have like such straight posture and strength. She gives you like a little squeeze on your shoulder as she walks by, and you're like, "Oh, damn, she bodybuilder? What the hell? That's a farm strength." Well, she is a farmer. She is a farmer. I can have a look at. Can have a look at the the husband. You go ahead and look over at the husband. You see him squinting as well. Go ahead and roll a medicine check. I don't seem to pass those up. Not even 20. trying to make those. Forty. <laughs> yeah. Twenty. Twenty. With that, you um, you actually from looking at it, you notice that his uh, prescription for his glasses are they're wrong, so he shouldn't be able to see at all. But somehow he's seeing fine. If squinty, he's seeing fine. I sit down. I was like, oh, all right, then. Have another test of mead. Maybe, maybe some mead will help. Mead always helps. That's not a maybe, sir. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so you guys done with dinner? You all retire? Who's uh, who's upstairs sleeping? Me, I'm upstairs. I'm the one that bought the room. Upstairs, you pushed the two bed. You, yeah, he you bought the free room. Yeah, he pretty much claimed it. Yep. 
You very much did. Uh, is there anyone else going to challenge him for the uh, the other bet up there? No. They don't even know about the other bet. They I didn't don't. talk about it. No. I just I put two beds together. It's you one did? bed. It, that's a f that's how I actually works. knew enough that I could, but uh, can no. I sleep in the floor in your room? No. Gotta remember, they did explain this all to me long before he showed up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Why can't so, I sleep on the floor? You are gonna sleep on the floor. Of your room? No, but in the the shed. Bonds available for anybody uh, who doesn't want who can't sleep in the room. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry about it. I will remember this. <laughs> oh, I remember something very similar to happening with a big and the. I remember explosions. And me having to like check on the doctor, or or how about the guy you saw in the face just because you, you didn't like him stopping the car? Are we having this in the middle of uh, dinner? Yeah. Yes, of course we are. So you guys are arguing in the middle of dinner in front of your guests, and they're like fanning themselves from the scandal. I know. So what? Do you blew that shack up? He oh my goodness. I know. Really blew everything up. <sighs> this is why he sleeps on the bar in the barn. This is why. This is his punishment. They're saying animal. Bond's what he deserves. Yes, it is. For her and him, one more meet, and I go upstairs. You go upstairs. You guys make your way out to the barn. Although, the Harveys grow some wheat, the main income from the farm comes from livestock, mainly cows and pigs. The farm provides most of the milk for Blackwater Creek, and the Harveys also sell pork and uh, beef. One barn is given over entirely to cattle. While the cows roam freely through the pastures, during the day they are brought in to the barn twice, where they're milked. A large trough sack, stack, covered over the tarplains. What the hell? Stand outside the barn. Another barn houses stalls for pigs. This one large fenced yard outside the barn used for breeding the stock, which by day contains nine sows and one boar, which Malcolm named Brutus. There are two smaller pens used for smaller pigs designed destined for slaughter. So that's what, uh, there's two barns out there. Very good. And how do all these animals look? Uh, you know, a little feisty. They got a bad attitude. You're just looking at them. They're looking back at you way too aggressively. And I'm assuming I see black on some of these. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a spot. Go ahead and roll a spot hidden check. For some not normal black uh, on these pigs. 46. 46. Is that a success for spot hidden? My spot hidden is a 25% thing, but no number. So you said 50? Yeah, that makes sense to me. So that's a success. You see, on Brutus specifically, large black pustules. The boar. Pop them! Take your knife out and pop one. See what happens. No. Could help, you sure? You don't want you don't want it? No. Give this one that black pus in your face, you sure? No, I'm okay. very sure of that one. Alright. Doctor has great advice. And he's not even in the room. We're running low on face masks right now, that's what I'm saying. But we're also saying he's up in the room. He's in his so bedroom. He's not even You're making your way I'm down the barn. As he brought the fourth wall here. That's a fourth wall. <laughs> so you get up to your room. You kind of, you know, take off your clothes. You put out the candle with that. Sick naked all the time. Oh, free balling. Sam. 
You were to put out the candle with uh, one of those like brass bells that goes on the top, very old timey. And as you're putting the flame out, you see on the ground a small piece of paper that's kind of crumpled up in the corner. You only notice it because this would have been under the bed, but because you moved the beds, it revealed this uh, crumpled up piece of paper. Pick it up, have a look at it. You find a letter from Dr. Uh, Rhodes. It's probably from when he stayed here last, but it's obvious that because he crumpled it up, he decided never to send it. It reads, My dear Mr. McFlabbenhaba, Dean Flabbenhaba, I wish I knew where to begin. I appear, it appears my suspicions were correct, and Blackwater Creek is indeed built upon a former site of Cade's Rest. I have discovered artifacts that give every indication of an earlier colonial settlement and remains which there is so much more here though so and the rest of this is crossed out so much more than uh, here i hear my mother sometimes i know her voice she's dead but i hear her the cave is not just a myth Cade tried to bury it this part's crossed out but she th she is there and she never died i have procured some dynamite and am aiming to open up a cave as soon as this damnable storm ends even the wind. I'm just saying, how is dynamite so easy? Prevalent in this game? Good question. I'm going to have to start crossing some stuff on these adventures. Oh, and then this uh, last part is crossed out as well. She needs me. I must free her. God forgive me. I burned her. I put it away. I was like, I take out the other note. I'm like, is there like, is the same hydrogen in both? Yes. Uh, is, is, this, is this one sooner? Or, uh, more up to date? This one's about a week after the first. Okay. So this one's the oldest one? Yes. So, have a look at, um, so he potentially lied for one. Another one. Uh, put it away. I'll talk to my companions tomorrow. I will have a nice drink before bed and just lay down. Lock right. the door. Doctor Who gets his eight hours. Locks the door. Nice. You too? Anything uh, before you pass out in the hay? I get as far away from the animals as I possibly can. Fair enough. So you're out in the barn. They're all out. Uh, you guys are sleeping in the cow barn full of hay. There's no animals inside the barn. All the cows are out in the pasture. There are pigs in the other barn, but that's like further down. You can smell a slight uh, wafting of pig shit coming in. It's uh, it's not nearly as bad as when you walked by it, but it's, you know, there. It's a farm. Mm -hmm. Does it smell oddly sweet and wafting at the same time? Just pig shit. Yeah, okay. Musty. Yeah. I'm glad I bought the room and didn't tell you guys about the extra bed. Doctor, wait until I see you again. What? What are you going to say? You're going to break the fourth wall? Yeah. I'm going to try to sleep as lightly as possible anyway. So you two are making your way out to the barn, and there is a farmhand making his way over to, in the opposite direction, his shack. You see him chewing. And as he goes by, you spits right behind you. Were he sleeping? No, he's no you're just walking. You're passing uh, ships in the night. Chewing tobacco. Yeah, probably chewing tobacco. Mm. Is 
it's nighttime, I'm not gonna investigate too much. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Alright, so you guys go ahead and make your way out to the bar and you kinda like pat down some hay, make a nice bed. Edith's there with you. She gives you a pillow and some blankets to make it comfortable and she's like, Oh well, you guys come and get breakfast in the morning, we do it about sun up. Please make your way on over when you're up. It's very important to make friends. Now, don't worry about the rats and uh, you know, the other the spiders and such. Uh, I've been getting a weird feeling uh, from these creatures, but they're, they're harmless. But I tell you, strange last last time, last spell of time, they've been uh, not more aggressive, just a uh, weird pressure coming from them. In fact, last month I saw Brandon Kai Moody standing out in his field, covered with crawling insects and spiders, surrounded by rats. Since then, I ain't going out in that field. I'm just a humble farm woman. I want nothing to do with them snakes and rats, but it's probably just my imagination. And we're, the moon does funny things to the lighting out here. You guys gonna pass out? I'm gonna make it a cold check after what you just said. Go ahead and run a run a spot hidden check there. That too, but 46. Do you have your fist? So that's a success. So you look around and wow. you feel like you're being watched. And as you turn your head, you lock eyes with a rat. And the rat stares it back at you and holds your gaze. The rat's looking right at you and is not moving. I'm gonna go sleep in a dang car. <laughs> I'm gonna be uncomfortable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the, the same thing as him. So you may, you both make your way out to the car. You're, You're gonna, gonna grab your toys and your blankets and make your way to the car. Also doing a cult check about what she was saying about the Carmody brother with it. Go ahead and roll. This one I should have a better shot at. No, not likely. Even with my cult roll 60, I still fail. But 12 points off, 72. Within a cold of 60, but... <laughs> you I feel fail. like you heard information about the brothers of the rats and the spiders of the field? Can't quite place where you heard it before. Yeah, try to sleep as light as possible, so it's probably better to sleep in the car. the <laughs> car. I think there's one bottle of vodka and one bottle of meat left. So drink away. Drink away your nights. So as Dr. Hugh is counting the bottles of whiskey in his sleep, one whiskey bottle, two whiskey bottles. All Carmody brothers. <laughs> All through the night. You can't quite sleep or something weird. It's like you're on the edge of a nightmare, but you're not dreaming of anything. Then all of a sudden, middle of the night, you're all woken up at the start. It'd be easy for two of us. <laughs> it sounds like this entire farm is losing its shit. All the animals are screeching at the top of their lung. You bolt up out of bed, Doctor Who, and land on the ground on your feet, not in, just kind of shocked in the middle of the night, like, what the hell's going on? What the fuck? What the fuck? Grab a gun and go outside. He's grabbing his gun, he's going outside. He's like hearing pigs and sheep, and they're all screaming at the top of their lungs. It's the middle of the night, and for some reason the animals are freaking the fuck out. 
Yeah, we're looking. Th I'm looking through the windows anyway of the car since we're in a car. Looking through the windows, see if I can figure out. So you're gonna like get up, <laughs> and you're looking around trying to see. I'm making sure there's no uh, more zombies perception. out. No more you're running zombies. down. And what are you doing, Eddie? Starting the car. 42. You're staying in the car. No, starting it. You don't see any. Oh, starting the car. Yeah. All right. I don't see. Eddie turns on the car. You don't see. Uh, you look around. You don't see anything. There's like nothing that's coming down the road. There's uh, there's just like all these animals and they're smacking into the side of the pen. All right. Time to that's get out of the car and do some walking around. With, with the shotgun he gave me. Oh, that shotgun actually. Nice. Three shotguns. This is my kind of campaign. All right, so he's outside walking. You're still in the car. You just got out the door. I'll butt say butt naked, man. Butt naked with a shotgun. I'll say Malcolm is also butt naked, just with the shirt on, half naked, and he also has a shotgun. So it's you, Malcolm, in the front of the house. You're walking over to the front house from the car with a shotgun. Three shotguns. You're kind of like looking at them from the car, kind of providing cover, looking around, see what's going to come. Right? Sound good? All right. From the side of the pig pen barn, the side of the barn just erupts in splinters of wood. Around the corner, peels around Brutus, the boar, and he's headed straight at Malcolm. Who's closer? I would say... You two are right on each other. Uh, Malcolm and, and uh, Dr. Who are right next to each other. And then you're about 10 feet away, and the pig is sprinting right at Malcolm. I aim be... my gun straight at the pig. Is, oh, is it going past me, or am I too far away from all this? You can take a shot. You're in range. We'll take a shot at the boar. All right. Each of you shoot for uh, shooting the boar. What's that? Three shots on the boar. Go ahead and roll it up. 31. 31 hits. 38. I rolled a 100 on that. 38 versus my 72. That hits. Eddie? 60 versus my... 16. 16? This is my 74 again. All three of you hit with your shotgun blasts. I roll damage or something? I need to look up shotgun damage. They're three different shotguns, by the way. Yeah, uh, I think we might just... But uh, the damage will probably be equal just to make life easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might just squish that down. Wait, what type of shotgun shall we have? Or is this spreader? So 16 gauge. Huh? No, you gave me the 16 gauge. No, no, I think the bullets. Do you have the spreader in there or do you have the buckshot? shot? Oh, okay. Buckshot. That's going to go right through him. <laughs> He's gonna cut mugshot. He's gonna cut in three equal parts of this pig. I just gotta make sure that he gets through. If he's gonna make through this. Sorry for pig. I want to go to a guy. Does he not shoot? He's getting so wrecked. This is, this is the house all over again. He's done that he'd be in charge by his boy. This is that damn house all over again. We throw one dynamite just to. The fuck around. <laughs> and dynamite. Fancy. Why do I got the feeling he's going to be this? Okay, here we go. Okay, it's going to be 2d4 plus for all the shotguns. I'm going to say we're going to squish that down to 3. So roll 2d4, the pyramids, plus 3. 8. 8 damage. Uh, 5. 13. 
Plus uh, D4, six. Yeah, this four. Six and whatever he had over there. And plus one more of these or something? Uh, no, just plus three. Plus your dice, plus three. Two D4 plus your three die, uh, three for your damage bonus. Oh. Any, at any regard, this guy only had like 12 health. So you guys, you decapitate it, you shoot it in half, and you shoot it up the ass. You fuck with it. I think it. we only have uh, the birch to ride in it, so he's, he, get, he, he fills it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can pepper him. <laughs> so right as the spore is about to leap and gore Malcolm and just eviscerate Malcolm and rip all his guts out, he is an inch away. Bum, 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 bum. The shotgun blasts blow the boar up against the house, and he slides down the wall, completely dead, not moving. Are you okay? Jesus Christ, I can't believe you guys did that. <laughs> Give us weapons, we use them. I'm not supposed to use them that well over at High Rollers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you're just at least will allow me to gore the NPC. What the hell? <laughs> so you guys... I like all your NPCs. Though. I don't want to be guy. Malcolm, like, pats himself. He can tell, like, he just saved his life. And he looks at you and you yeah, meets all your eyes. He was with Thank his you. favorite boar charge. Well, <laughs> Brutus, I never would have thought he'd betray me. Why? Brutus, why? I'm going to take a knife from the kitchen and kind of open because I want to have a look at him at the pig. So you go ahead and you go to the knife and you walk back out wielding a knife and you're about to stick him. What are you guys doing? I stopped the car and went to Pendrick. So you're in the car, you're in the starting car. I stopped the car and went to Pendrick. Oh, you stopped the car, okay. Uh, oh, Car's now stopped. I guess we're going to see what he's doing, but I'm staying away from a, any possibility of getting hit by whatever comes flying out of that board. <laughs> Just to see exactly what he finds. Sure, alright, so you're looking, uh, you're going to see what the doctor comes up. What's your medicine, medicine roll? My medicine roll is 49, and my medicine is 60. So best. Okay. So you cut open the bore. And it's not, it's not hard because he's almost in three separate pieces from the shotgun blast. You cut him open and there is this weird black fluid inside this thing. It's not like the X-Files uh, alien black goo that takes over people's brains. It's like that, but it's not all the blood inside this being. It's pretty much just uh, centralized to a few locations. But you're, you can tell this thing, whatever the infection is, the deterioration, it's throughout the entire body. Um, I go to this car and take a, uh, yeah, I forgot what they're called. Uh, you gotta take a sample. No, yeah, I gotta take a sample. Okay. Yeah, you can go ahead and take a sample, no problem. Actually, there might be a problem. Go ahead and roll a medicine check to see how successfully you, uh, take the sample. Without contaminating yourself. Why are you rolling a D4? Or a D6? Oh, sorry, I saw that. So, 78? You're gonna push that roll? Interesting. Okay, so you almost drop it and you see it coming down to the ground. It's going to explode and get all over you. Go ahead and roll. Oh, no. Really have Can I push it? No. So you drop it and the vial that you're trying to put the black pus in explodes and it's about to get in your eyes, in your mouth, and you can taste it. Go ahead and roll a con roll. Oh man, really? Hard con roll. Uh, oh, 83. No. See, you so, got you go your wish. You get this? Much like dinner, this is a whole new level of ecstasy. You've only heard tale at raves and other such party scenes of 
mythical highs and you suspect this is what an opium den might feel like because this is the best you've ever felt in your life. You feel invincible. You feel so strong. You feel like a god. Am I uh, turning to pig? No, you're fine. Okay. You've never felt in better health. Am I healed from the glass? You kind of touch yourself where the glass would have cut your face and there's no cuts. Alright, I'm going to take some of it just to have some of it now. Definitely. Go ahead and roll another medicine check. Oh man. Wow. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is 69. Oh no. Come oh. on, come on. That's you go crazy. ahead and you go ahead and take it, but it gets all over your hand, and you're like, oh, that's not good. But you go ahead and you put it in the vial. There's no effect. Well, it's because I'm ready. Was, yes. was the bull acting like a young? Was, uh, was the animal acting like it was young and virile? When it leaped at Malcolm, it did a uh, it did about six feet up in the air and was like a flying pig at a leap trying to gore Malcolm. This I'll pig could have competed. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, back to my room honestly and lay down and drink some more <laughs> of my. Doctor um, walks off without saying a word. <laughs> Malcolm's like, "Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, you can go sleep. Good night." Interesting. Yeah, I'll go back and get some sleep, Malcolm. That's the rest of us, I think. Yeah. Although I imagine you're going to need plenty to drink for that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for your help. I don't know what the hell that was all about. Uh, good God, I've never seen the animals panic like that in the middle of the night. This is truly one hell devil's work something. I'm, I'm not certain, but I'm not so sure that was panic. Not complete panic from everything, anyway. I'm going to say, you guys are Eddie and uh, Pendrick, you guys are still up front? Yeah. You see, coming up to the front of the house, uh, one of the farmhands, the gentleman that you saw spitting tobacco earlier, he's walking towards you and he's stumbling and you kind of hear a... <laughs> coming from him. Uh, do I shoot him? What? Uh, I need What's he actually look like? We heard him, but what's he actually look like? Can we get a chance to look at him? His eyes are wide with fear. You can see his white pupils. Do I shoot him? <laughs> He's gonna die. Can I please Let's shoot him? <laughs> no. Let us okay. figure out. Okay, fine. See if we can get anything coherent out of him. What, what can I hit him in the face with a fish? <laughs> oh my god. Make that a medicine check, too. Make that a medicine check. A smack with the fish? Yes. See if you hit him right anatomy part? Yes. Yes, that would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he's almost on top of you guys. He's like within five feet. He's like reaching out and like begging for help. Yeah, trying to see. Maybe he's trying to choke on something or something. We'll see. Try to give him a Hamlet maneuver to see if that helps. Because trying to get out of his way of his greet. Pendrick peels around behind him and starts giving him a hind lick. Eddie, what are you doing? Backing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm backing up. I'll stay away from this thing. Oh, shit. I'm not sure if uh, Hamlet's the right thing, but if he's choking on something, which very well could be the case. <laughs> Give him a medicine roll. <laughs> yeah, something else for me to fail. Huh? No, I'm not going to. 17. Whoa. He saved his life? Wow. I'm going to say with what that. Have you ever done, Doctor? <laughs> I saved the sheriff. I saved the guy with the 
How do you know my medical license is valid? The AMA just got created, and damn it, I'm running this bitch. Just like, I mean, you have to argue okay. that, that just shows that I'm right. Alright. <laughs> so with a medicine check of 17, you realize that he's not choking on something. There is a massive amount of liquid going into his mouth. And he's choking and drowning on this liquid. So it's not something you can, like, there's no obstruction in his throat. Your Heimlich maneuver is not doing any good. If you actually wanted to help him, you'd probably have to give him CPR. CPR just got invented a few days ago, so you're rough. Uh, you're not practiced on it, so you can give him a CPR check. Uh, we'll try You probably have to wake me up. And hopefully I don't get nothing in me or in me. I'm just 16. 16? Okay. So... You see in the moonlight, as you go down to this man's face to give him CPR, his lips and his mouth are covered with black liquid. The pus of his sores inside of his mouth ooze so much black pus, it's choking him to death. So you go in, and you see that, and you start forcing air through his mouth, through the black pus, into his lungs. And you do so successfully. And he is getting air because you're giving him CPR. However, make a con roll. Yeah. Here's another high roll. I, I called it too. 75. So, the you, you feel... It, the moment you call it, it becomes speed. Seriously. So uh, that's how the multiverse yeah. works. Yeah. We're now living in the reality you created when you yeah. said that. Yeah. You, it's like your first kiss. You feel deeply romantic, and it tingles in your stomach like butterflies. Are you in love with him? Oh, please. Please make him in love with him. I can't make him in love with him. Well, you can make him, like, infatuated. I could, but uh, that's not what this is. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just saying, please do. I, I cannot do that, because that is not what the rules okay, tell me to do. Okay, So, you save his life. He is breathing. You pulled him through. Like, uh, it seems like the pus in his mouth has subsided a little bit. It's not oozing like it was previously, choking him to death. And he's breathing. And you feel great. Now, is he conscious or is he... He's right on the edge of consciousness. He, like, uh, he was choking and got really dizzy from uh, the lack of oxygen. He's just kind of focusing on breathing. That's all he can do. Trying to help him wherever his room is. So you take him back to his shack. His shack is the most run down of all the buildings on the farm. And you throw him in there. And you think he's going to make it. Pulls him inside his own body. As soon as we actually get up, I actually want to check on him anyway. Once okay. we get up. Okay. Otherwise, I let him sleep, see how that goes. Alright, so you guys all make your way back to your respective sleeping areas, pass out until the morning. Sounds good. Sheet. Uh, the stream crashed. Let me fix that real fast. Doctor, why are you so bad at healing people? What are you talking about? I said, why are you so bad at healing anyone? You just let Pendrick do your job for you. I was in my room. That is not an excuse. If someone's choking, you should fix it. I want to know who's choking. I'm not there. For some reason, you can see that there's a side of the pig. 
from the I got the gun. I got super high. In case someone's choking downstairs. I got super high. I don't know what you want me to say. No, I was high. I was like, I was you're like, a bloody useless doctor if you can hear something. Like I saved two people. You almost killed. What's up? See what happens tomorrow morning. David, I'm hoping I can ask you guys okay. questions and he didn't die in the I night. I still have a gun. I have a gun and the fish. Shit. My laptop's so shitty. And I'm the only one trying to say shit from the high. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, this high is not good for me. This is the bad kind of high for me. <laughs> Alright. It's high noon. It's high noon, in the world. It's high fish time. <laughs> Um, alright, I'll, I'll keep trying to fix the stream. It's, it's gonna take me a second though. My laptop's so shitty. So you all wake up in the morning, and you come back to the, uh, the breakfast table. Sits you all down, and there's kind of like a tension in the air. There's like a, a brief nod and an acknowledgement of what happened in the middle of the night. You're all like, what really happened? Or was that just an awful night? You, you almost got attacked by that boar, right? And you, you know, walk by the, you know, the, what's left of the corpse of Brutus on your way into breakfast. In fact, I'm going to say... Uh, before going into breakfast, I want to check on the guy. Huh? I want to check on the guy before going into breakfast. I wanted to make some medicine. Because I, I, I said I had cocaine in my bag already, so... Okay. Some cocaine. Cocaine. And? Add some weed and mix it around. Okay. And then I give it to the husband. He's like, here's medicine, medicine. Medicinal need. Oh, I like this one. This is the old... Before breakfast, I walk straight to the doctor. Okay. Putting the fish. And you give him the fish? No, I'm holding the fish. You're holding the fish in front of the doctor. I smack him with the fish. You smack Doctor Who with the fish. <laughs> this is how this is how parties kill each other. Yeah, I'm this gonna, is. I'm just checking. This is not how we all survive the flu. This how we die before the monsters kill us. How, how we die. Are you sure you want to smack Doctor Who in the like, face? He's making no. sure. Okay. Okay, so you just hold the doc uh, the fish menacingly in front of Doctor Who, like you know what I could do with this, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You wanted to check on the farmhand. Uh, so I'm gonna say, as you're walking in for breakfast, you look over at the shack and you see him like stumble up, and he looks weak. You know, he's like kind of hunched over, but he kind of starts limping his way over to the main house. He's gonna get there after you, but he'll get there. Now take that medicine twice a day for next week. Oh, honey, that's so kind of you. All right. And she gives a little nap. No, it's got some pepper now. It's uh, my homebrew. Oh, homebrew. Wow. Very nice. Well, good done. Well, good it's done. Bad doctor. As far as still a bad doctor. I I'm going to politely decline the food and just have some, I'll have some of the coffee, but I'm politely declining the food. Okay. Do you know? You, you take the coffee, there's no effect. You, you take a sip of it, there's nothing yeah. uh, There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to have anything. It can never affect coffee. Nothing, okay. It should be amazing. Coffee's pure. Coffee is life. I'll take some coffee, and this, and this, I'm asking, oh no. Is there no sugar? Oh, sure. I know we got some sugar, and she hands you like a little cup of sugar. You know what, wait, can I have some, do you have any more ice cream? What's that? Do you have any more of your peach ice cream? Peach ice cream? You want some of my peach? Sure, honey, I got some peach ice cream for you. She uh, goes over um, to the ice box and takes out a little, uh, a small scoop of peach ice cream for you. Uh, I put it into the coffee and it makes it. Ooh, uh, coffee float, like that. Nice. 
to Doctor Who makes himself a delicious caffeinated beverage. You got any questions for the uh, Harveys before you head out for the day? You know, I'll tell you, I've never seen anything like that in my life. The weird man. What about, I saw you trying to burn, did I see that? I don't think he saw it. I don't have any questions for him because I don't want to scare him any more than what they probably already are. Oh, no, he's fine. He got some medicine for me. He's going to be good. He's the worst doctor. But I do tell him they need to watch the farmhand there because the farmhand got really Let's be honest, doctors back in that time did make their own medicine. So you're talking about a lot of fake doctors, and you, you're right. There were yeah, there was a lot. This was a point in time where the American Medical Association was just invented, and they grandfathered in all the doctors who were practicing medicine before there was an AMA to say you're a doctor now. So this is that time period where there's a shit ton of fake doctors. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just gonna have fun with this. <laughs> And if it's poison, so it's, it's from a doctor to a shop, then good. <laughs> I don't even get the drugs in your alcohol. It's not that bad. You're you know, one of the people that say You're a very bad doctor. I do tell them that they need to check on that one farmhand periodically because he how badly sick he was the night before. What happened to him? Not exactly sure, but it was almost <laughs> choked on something. It wasn't a. Well, you saved his life, thank you. Well, we keep an eye on him. We, we don't want him to be uh, to be passing away on him. We, you know, it's strange. You know, we, he's got a bad chewing habit, but that's why we assumed it was. We'll keep an eye on him, thank you. You know what? Oh, okay. Um, can I go to the, to, to the pigs? Can you want to go to the pigs? I want to look at the pigs. Go ahead. You make your way on out there. You go to the barn. And right when you get there, you smell a giant cesspit of shit. You look inside the barn, and there's probably a 10-foot diameter pit that's just being used as a septic pit for the pigs. Just piss and shit of the pigs. Wow, man. Is there a knife in the house? Is there a knife in the house? You have a knife. You cut the fish? Okay, so you have fish fillets. I want to go with the skeleton of the fish now. And you do what with the skeleton of the fish? <laughs> just keep it. You're just keeping the skeleton of the fish? Yeah. Are you gonna can you go get the, the, doc can you go get the doctor so we can go? We got stuff we gotta do. Hey, doctor, it's time to go. What are you gonna do with the fillets, though? I'm going to the car, waiting for these two to meet and get over there. And I give it to the wife, and it's like, some fresh fish. Oh, well, honey, I swear, with all your compliments, I s anytime you want some peach ice cream, you come on back now. Here, I've really enjoyed your company. I always want something healthy. She kind of looks around for her husband and she's like, oh, thank you, darling. I did a nice little spank on the butt so you can see you <laughs> Cheeks get red. So, uh, you guys. He's going to get himself killed by the husband before the Hey, man, she really looked for me. It's fine. All right, so you guys start up the car, pile in, and you're back uh, in the vehicle. Going first to the Carmodis. So, Got a feeling they're not there. Well, Pendrick wants to make on over to the Car Moody farm. What are y'all thinking? Oh, yeah. I'm cool with the, that. The kits are the. They're the ones that made the alcohol. 
Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm gonna love my target. And yes. I think that I can buff track this time. Doctor Who's locked and loaded with the most deadly ammo he has. <laughs> I imagine we all would be by this point. And I'm just casually holding the skeleton of a fish. I give you one dynamite. One dynamite. No, I don't need it. Alright, man. Alright. He's on dynamite withdrawals. If I just get one, I won't be able to stop. So. No, it's not. That one's not as intriguing to him as the fishes. <laughs> Just give me the skeletons of animals and I'll be, and I'll be good. Are you gonna make a, you're gonna be a goth character? No, I'm just gonna attack people with the no. skeletons of fish. I think he wants to be, uh, let's see. He's gonna be a slapstick comedy? What's the name of that and character? Me. Yeah, I'll show you all. Yeah, I wanna get that. Arthur Fleck, uh, Jack Napier, uh, What's that name now? Who's driving? Who is driving? <laughs> <Pendrick> driving. <laughs> so, Pendrick, you make your way over to the Carmoody's farm. What would have been a 15-minute walk, uh, 15 walk is just an easy 10-minute drive. <laughs> it's like a five-minute drive. All the cars are sunny. Well, I mean, you have to take the bad road. road. I mean, yeah. That and the roads are conditioned. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are going slow, and this is really in the boonies. So... The fields in the Camardi farm are filled with towering stalks of corn, the tallest of which are more than 12 feet high. Some of the stalks look rotten with black and green viscous liquid dropping down the stems. There's a strong, sweet smell of corruption permeating this area. The stalks seem to move constantly, even when there's no discernible breeze. The vermin that live within are bold, staring at anyone who enters the field. So as you guys are driving along the field, you guys can see like squirrels, rats, they're mad-dogging you from inside the car. Stop the car. I'll stop the Fuck this squirrel. I'm gonna show him who's boss. Yeah. I take out the dynamite and lead it and throw it at him. Oh. You throw a dynamite into this field? <laughs> okay, maybe I want one dynamite. <laughs> no, it's too late. You're not gonna give him any dynamite? Maybe I want one. Yeah, right. I just short drive yeah. it again okay. before they know and he's relapsed, you guys. I'm just gonna keep drive my finger whatever they don't <laughs> <out. laughs> Oh man. Especially since now they've attracted attention. Even more so than we already would have. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. We're making friends, we're making friends. Yeah. Alright. Alright. So you guys. Pull on to the Camardi, uh, Carmoody property. You make your way down the road and you eventually reach a couple buildings where you assume are the properties of the Carmoody brothers. At the north end of the yard is a farmhouse. This is a two-story wooden framed house. Out front, a large port holds a couple of rotten chairs. A couple of rotten chairs and a collapsed rotten wooden spring. Ro rotten. Rotted. Yeah. One of those. There is a wooden shed attached to the side of the house, which is now being used as sleeping quarters. Uh, yeah, that's what you see, just a couple buildings you pull up. You also see a large metal, uh, it almost looks like a silo out in front of the main building. It's not the most top-of-the-line construction. This doesn't look like it belongs on the Titanic. However, it does look functional. 
it looks to you like uh, this is uh, probably used for some kind of production. Serious production. Could be. It looks like still. So you see an explosion. <laughs> there's no one running around, but when you do come down the road, they notice you. They see you coming. I figured that, but I was just surprised they're not already outside because of that explosion. <laughs> We're going to pretend we are liquor salesmen. I mean, we're, we're looking to sell our liquor. Well, down, howdy, how, how y'all done? And he waves y'all down. You're the salesman. Go. Thank you. Him. So I just drive us down there. You want to do all the talking? Go for it. I, I want to check out your talk. I want to see if you get us in there. What if I stick a dynamite? <laughs> Uh, they don't want dynamite. He's still in the car. Excuse me? He's still in the car. What was your business here? I'm looking to buy liquor for rice. Well, you come to the right spot. How much you want? For your city? Yes. Where the hell are you from? See this liquor? I'm from Arkham. Arkham. You're from Arkham? Yes. Do you think you get it? Do you think you can supply us with it? Yeah, sure. How much you, uh, how much you uh, looking to buy here? Uh, hundred gallons. A hundred gallons? Well, we sell about a pint, so... Do you know how many pints you want? Mm. How much do you usually sell at the, the store? Uh, usually we got this coming out by the barrel. We're a larger production now that we've come into some good growing season. I, I can see it looks good. It looks really good. Nods of that. Can we, have, can, we, can we have a look at the, the, the production? No. If you want our product, you can have our product, but that's where our business is going to end. At this point, you see uh, him look around and wave over three guys. So now it's this guy that you just met and three more guys walking up. We don't need trouble right now. We're in trouble. We're buying some liquor. This is a business opportunity. Not only are you a bad doctor, you're a bad liar. Are you really oh, telling boy. me this in front of this guy's face? Yes. Oh. You guys want to sort this out and come back when you're uh, you not the front? Yeah. You did. Did not hear what I said? A lot better. <laughs> I did. Uh, you get back in the damn car. <laughs> <laughs> See, I understand the reasonable gentleman's over here. Yes. Now, how many barrels did you want? <laughs> See, right now we can only carry one. I think probably the vehicle got carried about what, four? I mean, that's well, if you right wanted now. us to fill up this truck, yeah, we could probably put four in there. But however, if you want to make a deal and come back with a caravan, that would be more equipped for carrying large that sums. That would definitely be, yes. I want to do a hundred. A hundred barrels. Yes, it's a city. All right, now you guys are making yeah. more sense, and uh, I do I would think we can do business. makes more We're just business. All right. I see you're a wise businessman. De definitely smart to dip your toes in before jumping in the water. I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and fill up your truck now. Put those four barrels of whiskey in there. You take them back to Arkham, sell it. You like the supply, and I have a feeling you will. You come on back. Oh, howdy. We've been looking to expand into Arkham, our supply, for a while now. You go ahead and put her there, friend. And he holds out his hand for handshake. Well, I'm deeply satisfied. And he nods over at the other three help, uh, at the hands. And they start loading four whiskey barrels into your truck. What 
Uh, do you guys have anything else you uh, you wanted to do while you're here? Seems like you just struck a deal. Uh, it, the fact that they're there derails any of my thoughts because I don't want to cause issues. So I kind of want them to sneak around. This is why you're a bad doctor. I'm trying to help. Uh, you want to hand him some dynamite to sneak around with no. for stealth purposes? He has two. Ooh. I was trying to sell them. Let's go. We're trying to make friends here. We We're trying to destroy them. So you two are kind of helping the other guys load in the barrels of whiskey into the back of the truck. Uh, and then we're going. We don't have any reason to stay here. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> the doctor isn't, but that's because he's a bad doctor. <laughs> all right, all right. All we're right. gonna come to blows. I'm gonna take you somewhere where they're gonna put you away for a few years, and I just have to write a note. Sanatorium's no joke in this era. Yeah. Do you want this? I, I will do it, and they will come get you. I don't have to do anything. They just have to. Hopefully they're doing this as a Maybe we'll argument while they get in the day car, so we can get a move on. Alright, so uh, I'm going to say that Pendrick goes, uh, goes ahead, gives you guys a high sign, straps everything down, let's get the hell up on out of here, and you guys move on out. Can I ask a question? Is this liquid? No, I'm not asking the people. Or I'm not asking the brothers. I'm asking you as a DM. Yes. Are, is this liquid flammable? Whiskey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is moonshine. It's moonshine. All right, cool, cool, cool. It's flammable. It's not explosive. Well, that still works. Hey, yeah, it does. Depending on what you're trying to do, it works really good. For everything I was wanting to do there, there had people, therefore we were not doing it. Okay, let's, I'm going to say, is there like a back alley or something like, you know? It's a farm. Okay, like can we go around them? Like just like to the... You can sneak around the through the forest, yes. Oh yeah, you can do that. I want to do that. And we're going to bring the, 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 the barrels. So you're going to try and drive off-road with the barrels of whiskey? No, can we just to go to the around? Let's go to the campsite. To. I vote against this. Let's go to the campsite first. We'll go back there if we need to. I'm some thought that we're going to run across them anyway, but I let's do it on a, a different time. <laughs> do you not see that? The corruption in the <laughs> Why do you think we're not staying there? There's too much for the three of us. That's why I want a burned fill. I was just going to let it roll down the hill. And all we're going to do is bring the Carmodies on top of us because we were the newest ones there. Go ahead and roll a spot hidden check. As you guys are making your way back out away from the Carmody farm, you look behind you. I got 88. I didn't see nothing. You don't see anything. You two, there was something else you were looking for. You two, as you were looking out across the field, you notice another man. And it's strange. It looks like the ground underneath his feet is moving. He's inside the corn, so you can barely make him out. He's like a, a dark blotch inside this golden field of corn. But there's something not right about it. There's like movement around his head, tiny little dots, and the ground moves below him. And you keep driving, and you keep on driving by. I'm gonna make an occult roll as we're doing this. I'm not gonna stop and look, I'm just gonna See you yeah. I don't intend to stay there right now. I know we're outnumbered in any and every kind of way. <laughs> Could be. 48. 48? What was that roll for? I'll coat roll to see if they... Because you're saying okay. underground in the air. 
So right as you see this gentleman, and as you're driving by, it clicks. That letter that you read in the library that spoke of the Sikayuk tribe being friends to the rats and the vermin and the spiders of the field, somehow this is familiar. Somehow the rats and the flies, they're working for these guys. They're connected somehow. You're not sure how, you're not sure why. The forces that connect these two things are growing stronger. I wanted to burn down the place. That I'm wouldn't have done saying. you any good. Mine, what do you mean? There's a... You don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Burning things down works great. We blew up a house, remember? And that worked out wonderfully. We blew, that a, we blew up a, um, a shack and he saved our life. Considering it seems that... I'm almost willing to bet you the legends of the Sikai tribe are true. It would not have helped. That would have just pissed them off more. We have Especially with the four shotguns with us. Let's see. One, two, three and versus... 28 dynamite plus two more on them. I hope it's enough. Hey, you never know. It was dynamite. enough last time. It was. No, yeah, yeah. Last time we didn't have to deal with even the animals working for them. You no, guys I blew up really the animals, animals sir. <laughs> I'll blow up all the rats in this goddamn state. And we still have fire. If we're gonna use the dynamite, we're using all Let's the Let's go to the campsite, okay. get that checked out, and check out that cave that they were talking about, as well as their excavation site. And then we'll figure out what to do from there once we have more information. Because we're gonna probably end up back there. Not just because of the alcohol. <laughs> Sound like a plan? Yes. yes. All right, you guys start making your way back over to where you were indicated the roads camp would be. Do I have any more uh, facts for the, for the collecting? Do I have any more, uh, they call those things, those long bottles and you put a top on it? Vials. Vials. Do you have any more vials? Yes, you're a doctor. All right. You have an infinite amount of vials. All right, I'm going to pour the liquor into the vials and tap it out with some fabric on top. The Carmoody whiskey? Yes. Into the vial? Roll a dex check. It's not medicine. It's not. I'm just trying to make weapons. And you're also on a bouncy car, so. 42. That succeeds? Yeah. All right. So you successfully go ahead and put the whiskey inside a vial, kind of like a. In a bouncing car where you couldn't do that with the actual stuff you were trying to get before. Hey, man, I'm amazing <laughs> when it comes to Probably things. should add a disadvantage to my. You are lucky. I already rolled it. All right. So, so I'm making 20. 20 of them? Yes. You make one. Fine, I make You make one. one. So as uh, the doctor who is like uh, measuring things in the back and going over bumps, you guys pull up to the roads camp. And it takes you a while to find. You guys are, uh, you're looking for it and you know, you, was it here? I thought they told us it was here. It was like a mile down the road and then off to the left. And it's hard to find, but eventually you do find it. It's in the brush and you see a truck and some collapsed tents lie a few hundred yards off the road between Dunwich and Blackwater Creek on the north end of the woods. You see that the plant life has started to grow up around here. No one's been here occupying this campsite in at least a couple weeks. That's what you immediately see. Any signs of struggles or anything? Go ahead and roll swap hidden check. And not me. 79. Just looks like there's been nobody here for a while. It's weird. Is this getting dark right now? Or? Huh? I may as well do the same as we do. Go ahead and roll spot hidden. 78. 
78? Man, I don't know who was here. I mean, I thought the, the students were here, but maybe they weren't. Maybe this is a different uh, number of campers who were uh, excavating the site. All right, I'll do one, too. Go ahead. Be hilarious if we all fail. That's why. I got 22. 22. So you Can look I over. make that, make it, can I push it? Because I want it to go. <laughs> Go ahead and push it. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, all right. You said you were going to do it. You better do it. <laughs> you sure you want me to fail? Yes. I might trip on you and then you get her. <laughs> you said you were going to do it, so you better do it. Oh, let's I'm just continue on with the story. Air pressure. Oh, my goodness. I'm not a kid so anymore. You see two things. You see the scorched remains of what looked to be like tools in the back of the truck. Because of your uh, professional expertise with uh, instruments, mostly scalpel, you know that these are probably the type of digging tools that they would use in an excavation site, an archaeological site. You see brushes, you see small, like handheld shovels. This is meant for the long, arduous work of archaeology. But. In the back of this truck, it looks like someone poured gasoline all over these tools and burned them. Destroyed them. You also find in some of the collapsed tents, all the uh, tents in this area, it looks like no one's been in camping in this area. There's about three or four tents that have collapsed, and it looks like there were either couples or single individuals in these tents. A number of personal belongings, including men's and women's clothing, are scattered around inside the tents. And inside one of the tents is dried blood. Also has a few notes in them. If you want to yes. pick them up. Pick them up. Pick them up. Brush them off with the dry blood. Yeah. All right, all right. Mm, like, ah, I remember this scene. So you find a piece of paper that says, From Indian tribes of the Northeast and Nathaniel Chapman. By Nathaniel Chapman. You also find another piece of paper that says it's uh, it's actually a book, and it says from mythos and legends of old, Massachusetts, and by Oliver Stanfeld. You wanna you wanna read them? Oh yeah, read the uh, right. Of all the people in the Miskatonic Valley, the most mysterious and feared was the Sikayok tribe. Oh, wait. I already read this to you. Yeah. One less sinister and undoubtedly less puzzling mystery of the Miskatonic Valley is the fate of the settlement known as Cade's Rest. Historical record shows that the following, uh, following the hanging of Mary Dyer of Boston Common in 1660, a group of Cakers, Cakers, ate a lot of cake, fat asses, <laughs> left Boston fearing persecution of the hands of the Puritans. Can't afford their health care, man. All their insulin was costing too much. This group was led by the tailor, Ezekiel Cade and included as many as 10 other families. Well, they still got to wear clothes, even though they're After some months of travel, they settled on the banks of the Miskatonic River, not far from the spot that would one day become Dunwich. While records from this point are scant, the folk story holds that the settlement thrived once. Cade and his followers made contact with the local Indian tribe known as the People of the Black Earth. While the tale turned to folklore is the demise of the settlement. Some stories of the earth opening up and swallowing the settlement whole. Others tell of them being snatched away by the devil himself. 
Even the most mundane details are contradictory, with some describing the discovery of an empty homes of the site, and others saying that even the buildings vanished. Given that there are mentions of Cade being spotted in Boston a few years later, the most likely explanation is that the Simplers uh, simply moved on, possibly spreading rumors of their own disappearance themselves to secure the privacy. Alternatively, they may have come into conflict with the Black Earth tribe and been killed. Regardless of the truth, the legend is a minor one at least. That's what you find in the tent. Is there any, uh, what about the book? Hmm? The book? Yes. Wait, was that in the book? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, it's a book of uh, myths of uh, Massachusetts, and that one was like uh, dog-eared. Okay. So I read the same letter that you got from I have right now was from Blackbird. Maybe. Yes. Black Earth tribe being the Sitka tribe. Yes. Um, uh, are the clothes used, or like, are they thrown around? Like, like they're searching for something? Seems I was too oblivious, I can't put my two cents in on that one. Mm -hmm. But since I was oblivious to that, I can't put my two cents into that. <laughs> I can tell you later, just in a moment. So you see, from the tent, uh, with the dried blood in it, someone got dragged out of this tent. I, uh, I know this problem. Someone, a lot of people are getting dragged, bleeding around here, it's weird. Um, Must be a fun party. Mm-hmm. Hey, every party I want to go, I want to get dragged while I'm bleeding. <laughs> What's the atmosphere right here? You know, it's, so, it's spooky everywhere we've gone. You feel a pressure, specifically. Same or stronger than... Oh. Stronger. Much stronger. In fact, you can almost hear it. It's on the edge of perception. It's like a beating. It's rhythmic. Um... So you find a different pieces of article of clothing, um, but there's nothing distinguishing about them. You just uh, find men's clothing with women's clothing. You find a piece of uh, lacy uh, Victoria's Secret underwear that says Abigail on it. I'm keeping it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Doctor Who gives uh, some lingerie a quick sniff and pockets. <laughs> that was not going that far. <laughs> Everybody knew you were thinking it. No. You wanted that to happen. No, <laughs> no, you wanted it to happen. I did. Actually, I was trying to, like, get, like, proof that we came here, that we looked for them, and if they die. Yeah, you wanted to do food. We came here. I prefer living with women versus dragged away. So that's what you find at the Rhodes camp. You look it over. That's what's there. Man, that doctor really—he uh, really treats his wife well. Hey, you know, sometimes you want to take your wife on uh, safari. She gotta make sure she's comfortable. Is a wife? <laughs> really? Really? So it's Doctor Rhodes and his wife Abigail. <laughs> you were hired to. Oh, I thought you were saying that he had a wife. <laughs> Does Doctor Who ever? Have kids, but no one. Wait a minute. Bastards? I, yeah, yeah, that's what you're calling. Uh, I love all my kids. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, that's uh, rude of me. Uh, so that's what you guys find at uh, the campsite. You find that there's probably some kind of kerfuffle, some kind of scuffle, and someone got hurt and was dragged away from here. 
You're gonna follow the trail. Huh? You're gonna follow the trail? You're gonna look farther around the circumference of the camp? You're gonna follow the trail of being dragged. Ah. So you follow the trail of, uh, there's like a few specks of blood. There's a small, like, trail of blood. You follow that back, and it looks like it goes, say, 10, 15 feet away of someone being dragged. And then they were, and then they stopped. They also stop at where it seems like um, there's a slight impression in the ground. And after a few like seconds of looking at it, you can tell, okay, someone probably parked their car here, threw the person who was bleeding into the car, and then drove off. Do you know which way the, the tracks are going? So it has been... So you look around and you see that this entire place has plant life all over. The botany has started to come back and it's growing up, so it makes it difficult to see where these tracks are going from. You can see that the drag marks of this person and the, and the dried blood, it's not a lot of it. There's barely any trail on the ground that you can still follow. The only reason that you could see the, port, uh, the portion that you did is because it was collapsed under the tent. Thank you. Um, I go to my compadres and explain what I just said. Exactly. No. Okay. I'm not concerned to you. Do you also give me a kid's cookie? Yes. <laughs> Damn, bad doctor. You're a bad doctor. You're a bad father. What else are you? It is a medicine proven time by time. Oh, okay. Damn it, Damn it, I don't know when that's better than everything. You don't even know it's bad for you. You're giving me a kid cocaine. Uh. And this time, we know it's bad. That time, did we know it was bad? No, uh, it was medicine still. That's still it. Did you get cocaine? It was medicine. <laughs> do you realize it wasn't kids' right, medicine? How much time left of the day do cocaine. we have? Cocaine. I'm sorry? How much time left of the day do we have? Uh, so this is a brand new day. You guys head out pretty much crack of dawn. I'd say you got here at the camp at about 8 o'clock in the morning. So you have a full day in front of you. You guys are tip-top health. You're fully recovered. Locked and loaded. Can I change right. that tip-top health slightly? You want to what? Can I change that tip-top health slightly? I need to hit someone with this little skeleton. Uh, so do we want to go to the excavation site, or do we want to go to this cave that they were talking about? Uh, which one? We're going to both, but which one do we want to go to first? Excavation site. I don't think that's where we're at. No, we're at the camp. You guys are at the camp. So there is a camp, and then there's a dig site over here, and then there's a cave over here. We're going to dig site. Yeah, dig site. So they started here at the camp, and then they started digging, and then they went over to the cave site last. Yeah, the camp is center, so it's the first place to go to. Yeah. <laughs> so. Excavation site it is. You guys kind of finish gathering up the clues. You discern, like, okay, well, this is probably what happened here. You pile back into the car, and you start making your way out to the uh, dig site. And you think, well, maybe we can figure out what happened to the do uh, good doctor figure out what happened to his wife and, and bring him back for the new semester at Miskatonic University and get him back so his students can on the optimistic side get some good learning in on the optimistic side it's not looking so good for the home team <laughs> you know, hey you guys saved uh, Harvey's life right there that guy was about to get like cut in half by that pig but the amount of time that they've been gone it's not looking so good for the home team <laughs> it's been a few months Hey, somebody still be alive. I, so I never said they were dead. I just said it's not looking good. I didn't say it was guaranteed. <laughs> I feel like we should go back to the brothers. Anything the disease? There might be something there. 
Your disease? Yes. Everybody's disease now. Yeah, man. You gotta be careful. We're gonna have to do like a constitution check. Sanity check and a uh Oh actually before I forget. Uh you two, when you saw actually it was you two. You two, go ahead and roll d6s. Four, five, and six will be one, two, three. Uh, you are rolling for sanity check when you saw this guy drowning on black pus. Two. Two, so you take two points of sanity. Five, which is a two. So both of you on your sanity, reduce it by two. You are slightly shaken by seeing someone drown from black pus coming from their own pustules in their mouth. Ooh. Well, that's pretty much where we're going to cut it off for tonight. Thanks for playing, guys. And that's for the guy I saved? Yeah. Yeah, you saved his life. Yeah. You saved three people's lives. You uh, did. All fairness, you almost killed two people. I saved their lives. You almost have to give you... summer to a theater near you. The Avengers have gone their separate ways for many years, but now, a new threat looms on the horizon. 5G has caused the coronavirus by exacerbating the disease. Think about it. They rolled out 5Gs in China. Coronavirus started in China. The invisible monsters have teamed up with the other electromagnetic radio wave monsters that's also invisible for an unstoppable invisible duo. Now our heroes must isolate apart and not come together in this summer's blockbuster hit. Out in theaters now, the Avengers must team up and save the Disney Marvel Universe in their new movie, Avengers. It's a Corona summer coming this summer. In theaters now.